baby Jesus on a pogo stick. This episode of the Joe Rogan Experience, this is a, a late night episode, uh, is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy for you to create your own professional website and not like a bullshit professional website but like a really dope website i say dope i'm almost 50 how about that i'm 46 i say dope i don't give a fuck say it because i mean it they make dope websites uh squarespace has beautiful designs for you to start with and all the style options you need to create a unique website for you and or your business i know you probably like there's no way i can do this this is too fucking complicated it's as easy as sending an email with a picture in it if you can do that if you can attach things if you can drag and drop it's very simple stuff and they offer 24 7 support you can make your own business and you can start an online store with squarespace in a wicked easy fashion Squarespace also even has a logo creator. You can create a clean, custom, simple logo designed for yourself in minutes. Beautifulness. All by yourself. Each design automatically includes a unique mobile experience that matches the overall style of your website. So if you make a website on Squarespace, you can look at it on your iPhone. You can look at it on a Kindle device. You can look at it on a a laptop. You can look at it on your fucking Android phone. You get me. You understand what I'm saying. Mac, PC, whatever, whatever. For a free trial and 10% off your first purchase, go to squarespace.com and enter the code word Joe. That's squarespace.com and the code word Joe. It says Squarespace, a better web starts with your website, but that's ridiculous um, because the web's pretty fucking awesome already. Change that shit, Squarespace. Anyway. Joe Rogan. <laughs> Squarespace.com, enter in the code word Joe. We're also brought to you by Stamps.com. And what Stamps.com is a way to avoid a lot of the nonsense that goes along with sending shit through the mail. Like, let's say you start your own website with Squarespace, you start selling shit out of Squarespace, then you got to send it. Oh, good googly moogly, son. You do not want to have to go to the fucking post office and wait in line with a bunch of other people that don't want to be waiting in line and up. Poor person behind the counter that's got to measure all your shit and package it up. You can get rid of all those steps and handle it all completely from your home while drunk and naked. And it's totally legal. And you do it through your computer. You use stamps.com. You don't have to get drunk and naked. It's just a suggestion. <laughs> and I don't know like how you deal with things when you're naked or when you're drunk. You might make poor choices. So you might not want to use stamps.com when you're drunk and naked. But if you're sober in your home, you can do do whatever the fuck you want. What am I, your dad? <laughs> My point is that you can print official U.S. postage right there from your home computer, slap that shit on a box, and weigh it with the digital scale that they provide as a part of this delicious $110 package, which includes up to 55 bucks of free postage. Squarespace is an awesome way to start a website, and Stamps.com is an awesome way to sell shit. I like that they go hand in hand. Do you see how I rock shit, Amy Schumer? Full circle. Craziness. <laughs> Stamps.com has been used by Brian Redband for a long time. If you buy one of his cool kitty cat t-shirts that he designs and makes himself, those are all sent through Stamps.com. Uh, it's also how uh, Christina Pazitsky and Tom Segura, when they send your mom's house stuff, they use Stamps.com too. It's an awesome, awesome service. 
And if you use the promo code JRE, you will get this special offer, which is no risk trial, $110 bonus offer, which includes a digital scale and up to $55 of free postage. So go to stamps.com. Before you do anything else, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type JRE. That's stamps.com and enter in JRE. We're almost home, Amy Schumer. We're almost home. We're at the home stretch. We're also brought to you by Onnit.com. That's O-N-N-I-T, a human optimization website. And that name was only created because there's another way to describe it. It seems a little douchey and pretentious. We're about human optimization. But uh, that's really what we're about. So there's no other way to say it, unfortunately. Uh, It sounds good until you're talking to someone who's skeptical. And they're looking at you like, what, bitch? What the fuck are you talking about? Human optimization website. What kind of nonsense? Strength and conditioning equipment. That's what I'm talking about, bitch. We sell kettlebells at Onnit, both regular kettlebells and artistic ones. We have uh, these primal bells, which are all the great apes, gorillas, orangutans, chimpanzees, and little howler monkeys. And we also made zombie bells. This is the, the most recent one. All these were done by a guy named Steven Shubin Jr., badass artist, created these uh, awesome things. And then we made them out of metal. And they are all 3D balanced. So although you know they look cool and everything like that, we all also wanted to make sure they're completely, totally functional. I use the 70, of course, the gorilla, because I'm a fucking manly man, and I got no time for your bullshit. And if you're preparing for the zombie apocalypse, um, what better way than prepare with a fucking metal zombie head? And they will last you forever, like literally. After the apocalypse comes, and the aliens land, and they try to decipher our culture, they'll find a few fucking <laughs> zombie heads and gorilla gorilla heads, and they'll be like, what the fuck were these people into? They will never figure it out. Mark my words, they would never fucking figure it out. They were like, they worship the gods of the monkeys. No, you dummies. We worked out with them. Onnit.com, O-N-N-I-T. Use the code word Rogan, and you will save 10% off any and all supplements. That's O-N-N-I-T. The code word is Rogan. Amy Schumer is here. Why fuck around? Joe Rogan Podcast, check it out. The Joe Rogan Experience. Train by day, Joe Rogan Podcast by night, all day. Powerful Amy Schumer. Can we start every show that you're on like that? With a little song? Please. Powerful Amy Schumer song? I would love it. Thank you. It's I want powerful. to be brought on stage that way. Why not? You could do it. You could demand that. People have riders. Yeah. A lot of people have riders. You know, yeah. they put a lot of weird shit in there, like white M&Ms and fucking... I heard I have the cheapest... The guy I've been on the road with said I have the cheapest rider he's ever seen in his really? life. Really? Yes. Cheapest? Like, what's cheapest. your rider? What do you do, What do you require? It's like, honestly, vegetables and fruit for a smoothie. Like huh. some Greek yogurt. It's just like, he's like... Beautiful. Uh, Perfect. Yeah. And no then heroin? wine, which I tell him to hide from me unless I ask for it. <laughs> what about a pair of white sneakers? I should do that. Clean. I need like a hip hop. <laughs> I need a hip hop vibe. I've got nothing. Well, there's some nothing. artists that do demand things like that. They demand like uh, every time I go to one of these places, I, I always ask the guys backstage, like, what's the craziest shit you've ever seen? Yeah. Because a lot of these dudes that are like working in these comedy clubs or these, especially these theaters that have seen like rock and roll bands coming through, right. you always want to know like, what? Come on, man. What'd what's the say? craziest shit you've seen? Just rock and roll coke stories for yeah. the most part. That's what everybody has. I mean, I wouldn't repeat the stories because I wouldn't want to get anybody in trouble. Oh. But they're mostly just coke and naked people stories. The funniest one I ever heard was T.J. Miller, that comic. Uh-huh. He, um, he asked for either an actual or a picture of a pinata hmm. in the green room. So like sometimes the promoter has to like draw the picture of a pinata. 
I'm like, that's awesome. I wish I, I've, I've got nothing exciting on there. But until recently, there was some mistake where it told drivers not to look at me or not to talk to me. Like something was in there. And in December, I heard that and I go, oh my God, that's not supposed to be there. Please take that out. And they haven't. I just found out they didn't. So it's so, because I'm always like, why is there such horrible tension in this on this ride? And then they're like, they're like, and I'll talk to them. They're like, oh, you know, it says I'm not. And I'm like, oh my God, that's so embarrassing. Like me being like, no, don't talk to me. I've had that in my rider accidentally as well. Not even accidentally. Like it was a conversation that somebody must have had yeah. with someone. Like you shouldn't talk to him. It's like, what are you talking about? Like that that's ridiculous. Yeah. I used to be really pained by small talk actually, like on the road because you have so many mm-hmm. little interactions. But but Colin Quinn like really turned me on to small talk. He he goes so hard into small talk <laughs> that like people go the other way. Like he it's just, like an art form to him. He one one driver at a time, one person who works at a hotel. Like he just he'll small talk you to death, and it and it really has, it really has like sort of changed the road for me. I've had some great drivers. I've had some really really hilarious dudes. I had a dude yeah. in New Orleans that grew up in New Orleans and had no idea how crazy New Orleans was. In the craziest rela- place I've ever been. In, yeah, and, and in comparison to the rest of the country, like there's certain things you just get away with in New Orleans, like yeah. walking down the street with an open beer. Like he was, the, the cops pulled him over. He was, uh, and he was only like, you know, a couple hours outside of New Orleans. Yeah. He said he drove a couple hours and he's out there with a beer, like sitting there uh, by his car drinking this beer. And the yeah. cop pulls over and the cop starts asking him questions. And while the cop's talking to him, he puts the one beer down and cracks open another one. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Like nothing. Like, like nothing. Like, Starts drinking the second beer, uh, and the cop was like, "Are you out of your fucking mind? Like, so what are you doing?" He goes, "Wait a minute." The cop goes, "Where are you from?" And the guy goes, "New Orleans." And he's like, "Oh, okay. Keep, yeah. Listen, you can't do that here. Right. You can't do that anywhere else. Yeah. Like, you live in a crazy place. It's such a cultural. I love it there. That's my. That's also my favorite place. But I've seen. I've seen the worst stuff there. The worst stuff. The worst like, violence. Like, the combination of everything bad. And I went to college in Baltimore. Like. Not a coincidence that they filmed The Wire there. Uh, but in New Orleans, I was like 17. I was there in a volleyball tournament. And I was in a haagen And I saw these like two guys straight from the bayou. And they were talking. They, they were both like hitting on this girl. And they didn't know that it was a hooker. And they didn't know that it was a guy. <laughs> you know? And it was, I was like 17. I was like, ooh, that's dark. And they were like both like <laughs> celebrating that this hot girl was talking to them. And I was like, oh, one of them is about to catch a dick. That's hilarious. Yeah, that happened. But I love that city. It's my favorite. A friend of mine went to California, and my friend Eddie. We were in, um, we were right by the Comedy Store. You know that hotel by the Comedy Store, that ramp that's going up. Yeah. And this woman was driving up the up the hill, and my friend Eddie was like, "Dude, that chick is so fucking hot. Oh my god, look how hot that girl is." Yeah. And uh, she was a transvestite who had a transsexual that had done a piece on the Man Show with us. And I said, oh, I know her. And I'm like, she's a he. And he's like, no fucking way. I go, well, not anymore. She's not. But yeah. she used to be. I guess she still kind of is because she has a penis still. Yeah. Well, and he wait, was like, it what? What was it? Was it transsexual or transvestite? Oh, transsexual well, is someone who has gotten their sex changed. Okay. Transvestite is someone they who dresses dress as a woman. Okay. You know, you could be a cross dresser too. Yeah. It's kind of weird when you define, you know, like what they are. Like what? What? What is a person who dresses like? Would a Jim woman? Norton fuck them? <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, not even if they. I mean, not even like a sexual thing because if it, a dress like I think. You could be a transvestite and be completely uh, heterosexual. Like Eddie Izzard, I think, just cross dresses, or he did anyway, but doesn't like is yeah. very straight. I think, right? I don't know. You know, I 
I don't know why he did that, but it worked. Whatever it is, <laughs> unstoppable. And it's obviously that he's got talent outside of that. But whatever it is, he worked. He um he did an amazing thing once where he ran around Europe. Did you ever see that documentary? No. My respect for him shot through the roof. See, he's, that annoyed me. I don't even know anything about it, but him doing that, like, it makes me feel lazy. And right away, I'm like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> You'd have to see it to understand what he did um, because it was incredibly impressive. It was, I guess it was on the UK on TV and it didn't get on TV in America. You got to watch it on the internet. But he ran like every day, he ran a marathon. What? And he, yeah, he ran all around Europe. It's insane. What he did was insane. He and, also does his act like an Arabic. He does his act in like a bunch of different languages. Yeah, yeah he's a bad I, it might motherfucker. might not be Arabic. I might be like totally Whatever he does it in, he's a bad motherfucker. That guy's amazing. He's like Beyonce. He ran around the fucking... I mean, he's not an athlete. This is the thing. He didn't do it when he was in shape. He did it when he was fat. He just did it. He just forced his body to do it. He finished a 1,100-mile marathon around Britain. Oh, my God. God, yeah, and that that's like a fake headline. I can't believe that. Exactly. Real. But so right away, you like just respect that because right away, oh I think, God. what are you running from? What are you trying to escape from? And maybe that's my defense mechanism. But no, I don't think he's escaping or running from anything. He he did it all for charity and he was oh, okay. he had a goal. <laughs> I'm a he set this goal in his mind yeah. and he just decided to try to complete this goal. What was the tra- charity, Jamie? Does it say? Yeah, I think sports oh. relief. Uh, I don't know. Eddie is finishing. I don't know. I don't know. He looks great there. That might just be a website that sponsored it. There was some some aspect of it was uh, oh related to charity. Oh, his body transformed during the time he did it. He, he looks, ran a, a thousand fucking miles. But like he had the Wait, most great. horrendous blisters on his feet. I mean, yeah. were, his skin was torn apart on his feet just because his body was just so unused to this. I mean, that's something you try just trying to build up to running a marathon, just a marathon. It's a, that's a fucking just serious a physical undertaking. I could 26 not do a mile 3K marathon. right now. I'd be like, whatever the charity, I couldn't do it. This guy did a hundred of them. Jesus. I mean, Jesus Christ. It's I mean, how many, that I how many never is heard that? of that. How many did he run? Did 30 or something like that? 43 and 43 marathons? It, they didn't even put it on TV And all, were all of them a standard marathon rate of 26 miles? Is that what it is? It's, that's a marathon, right? That, 26 miles? Yeah. Yeah, that's incredible. Is that the YouTube video or like a website? No, um, there is a YouTube video of it. You can watch the whole thing every step of the way. And there was parts of it where he was running really, 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 really slow, but he did not fucking quit. It's incredible. Like you, you know, you just look at this guy pushing himself. His knees are falling apart. His feet's falling apart. And he just gets up there and he just fucking keeps running. I, I just think I can't I can't help it. I'm like, what's he running from? But why is he running from something if he's trying to accomplish something? Well, because I'm projecting. <laughs> I'm like, why from? would I do that? Right. Like, you don't want to date anybody that shows up at the gym at 6 a.m. Like, come on. No, I, no, I think crazy? being motivated and, and wanting to take care of yourself is one thing. But then I think something that insane. It, I mean, if it's to raise money for charity, like, mm-hmm. t- why don't you do stand up? And they'll put that on TV in America because you. Because he are- set a goal, he set a goal to see if he could pull it off. I think we have to agree to disagree because like, I don't think it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> and I like him, and like I think he's really funny, and so I, I feel bad if. if no, look, him, you've but- got a point. You've got a point. I mean, why not just ask people to donate the money or donate the money yourself? Or you got a point. No, but I'm, I mean, but not like I mean, of course. Then why even have a fundraiser? But I'm just saying, to do that, uh, I don't know. I I know zero about it except what you just told me, but but it. Right away, that's what I think. But I'm well, also a here's a, here's another optimistic way of looking at it, or positive way of looking at it. He's also on top of what he's doing. He's inspiring people. 
Because Not me. what he did <laughs> is an incredible accomplishment. Yeah. Running 1,100 miles or whatever What the did fuck it inspire you, you to do? What did you do? It didn't do? inspire me to do anything. It inspired a donate? great feeling in me. Really? No one is fucking. I don't even know what the charity is. <laughs> you just, you just thought Told like you. that's amazing. Well, you just appreciate humans like doing amazing shit, and I just am like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like every year the marathon. No, but I really like going down to the marathon in New York and like rooting. It's so like uh-huh. everyone's so excited, it's like really emotional. But I'm like, you know. Do you give a shit about the Olympics when the Olympics come around? I. I, I not the Winter Olympics. I just cannot give a shit about the Winter Olympics. But I like the I like gymnastics. I, I get into some some Olympics. You know what's the biggest tragedy in all sports is that the Olympics that they don't pay the athletes. Oh, like, I thought it was like stupid amounts Nancy of money. Kerrigan being no beat. the those have, those are professional <laughs> athletes. You know the idea that they're amateur athletes is fucking preposterous. The amount of revenue that gets generated by their athletic performances is fucking staggering. Wait, because it's so much? Yes, it's an incredible amount of but money. But only that a the, couple of them, right? It's an incredible amount of money that the Olympics itself generates. Oh, the Olympics oh, and that itself. They get, okay. When people are watching the Olympics, yeah. there's fucking millions of people around the world untold millions watching at the same time and the advertising revenue revenue is stupendous i mean they must make unbelievable amounts of money it costs a lot of money to put it on it's not a free event but the amount of profit that's generated by the olympics must be fucking phenomenal yeah it's an excellent opportunity for young athletes you know it'd be more excellent Pay them, bitch. That's so true. Give them some fucking money. These little girls. Not a little money either. A, a shit ton of money. They have. They throw away their entire childhoods, and then like one of them makes a lot of money, and like there's like a dozen girls <laughs> never getting their period. There should be some. So you could watch them for a week. <laughs> there should be some sort of scale, you know, where a certain amount of accomplishment leads to a certain amount of revenue. Yeah. Yeah, because that's the thing. When you're younger, you're like, oh, if you make it to the Olympics, you're just rich. Like, I thought it was like Hunger Games, and you were like a victor. You just like win so much money. Right. But really, it's like, wow, even ballerinas, I'm like, oh my God, only like a handful of you make it where you can make a bunch of money, and still you're just beating your body to to a pulp. But then a lot of them like n- never even get there and make no money. A lot of them, right? Like, what's the number? I don't... Um, I don't know. Um, I, I talked to a ballerina last season on my show, and she said, like, if you're starring in a ballet, if you're, like, the New York ballerina, you make, like, I think under 500 a year. How much do, do Olympic athletes— And that's athletes, the best ballerina. Th- that's what—but this—I don't know how, how much this girl knew. Do Olympic athletes actually make some money? Okay, it does say they do—this is the, the actual numbers. The Olympic Committee— Awards cash prizes to Olympians who win a medal. $25,000 for a gold, $15,000 for a silver, and $10,000 for a bronze. But the money is considered earned income abroad and subject to IRX taxation. So when you win an Olympic gold medal, you win $25,000. Which hey, so depressing. That's, an, that's uh, you know, that's hey, abusive. that's a good wage if you're um, a fucking Burger King employee. Yeah. That's horrible. It's un- unbelievable. So what's the hope that you that, that you're you like the famous. one person that they're like, okay, now like Nike or somebody wants to exactly. That you'll get sucks. sponsored. You'll you'll be sponsored by several different companies. You'll make some money off of that, and you know maybe you'll be able to do seminars and shit. Twenty five. You get the gold. I talked to a model also. Like I was like, what do models make? Like are they just? But the ones at the very top of the game, of course, are are making tons of money. But the like really beautiful chicks. That are working models make around that. Like they make like maybe fifty grand a year. 
from that. See, that's like, not what I've heard. Really? Because, yeah, my, my buddy's dating this chick who is a model, and he like tells me- Like model in quotes, she's banging. No, she's like a real model. A real model. Like, okay. she's doing advertising campaigns, yeah. and she makes, sometimes she makes $6,000 a day, $15,000 in a day. She's made as much as $25,000 in a day. Just yeah. posing. She's not famous. She's young. Yeah. Yeah, she has stupid it's, amounts of money. Oh, well, I think it varies. Is what I'm trying to say. But even like, uh, if okay, you're on a the, big campaign, I think it, it varies. The, I know only like three models, but they they work and they they've gotten a campaign here and there. They mm-hmm. are on the runway, and it sounds like once it's like a corporate. Like once in a while, they'll make a, they'll have a pretty good payday, but it's not consistent mm. and. And it's not that much. It didn't sound like that much to me for being that hungry all the time. <laughs> well, some of them, isn't it? It's just they can do it naturally. Like some of them don't have to struggle as much. Like weight wise? They just have that body shape, that ectomorphic body shape. Like, like the, honestly, I've only talked to three models because it's not fun to be around them. <laughs> but uh, but they, um, even if they're like naturally pretty thin, they still, before doing that stuff, had to do liquid stuff and, and, hmm. uh, What's the thing where you shoot saline in your what in your in your butthole? You shoot saline. Oh, that thing. What, what? the fuck are you talking about? Oh, an enema. <laughs> They'd have to do like these something like enemas. Oh, I thought it was like a treatment or something. That thing you do before you wow. make me do before what? the show. Shut I don't up. think this place seems that clean. No. It's clean. <laughs> Trust me. It just it looks rustic. No, I love doing his podcast, but he's always giving me enemas right before. <laughs> it's so weird. I trust I, him. I don't want you to have to shit in the middle of the broadcast <laughs> and ruin what I know is going to be the best podcast ever. All right, so I guess you're right. Let's pull through this, Amy Schumer. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. Yeah. Um, enemas, where were we? Oh, models. What yeah. What the fuck is it about anybody? Like, why would anybody get really hung up on the idea of incredibly skinny people wearing their clothes? I don't know, but it looks good. But what I've heard is that it's like a hanger. That's the idea, that yeah. you want them almost built like a hanger. Well, I just had a fitting today, and it was like... um with someone who knew what they were doing, which I haven't had that much of, you know, right. and she told me that it's all about proportion because like a lot of people, they think that I'm like actually bigger than I am. Like people, I'm a size six and people. I don't un- know what that means. Um, Like bigger than a four, smaller than an eight. Okay. <laughs> anyway, but, um, but then like <laughs> they've been like, but on like there's some websites or whatever. Because you can like be like, what's her bra size or what's her size? Oh, come I mean, on, people really? will be like, yeah. But I think there's like websites that say it? I'm like a 12 or something, but whatever. But anyway, it's all about proportion and uh-huh. not and not really about how big or small somebody actually is. But these models that like do the best that the clothes look the best, it is like a hanger. They're like basically frail up here mm-hmm. and it looks, but clothes look, all clothes look dope on them. But there's only like a very small amount of of chicks that you can you can work with. I think that. there's also a very different feeling that a woman has when she looks at another woman than a man has when he looks at a woman as far as like what looks good and what doesn't look good. Yeah. There's a lot of things that girls do that other girls think look good. Like they'll there's certain ways that they'll dress or certain things that they'll yeah. buy, purses and shit especially, that's yeah. really to impress <laughs> other girls. True. Like you cannot impress a guy with a purse, but women are like really, some of them are like really into purses to impress each other yeah. with. Yeah. I, I don't, like shoes, purses, jewelry, I know nothing. Mm. I, I don't have that. Like I'm missing that. Good um, for you. It's probably why you're funny. I'm just like, no, it's, I mean, but I, th- I can be like, oh, that girl like looks good great but i don't even aspire to try it because it seems so out of my out of my range um but i can look at a girl and be like wow she's beautiful but i'm not like oh like let me i wonder what she looks like naked you know obviously because i'm not 
<laughs> attracted to girls. I sound like I'm like defending myself, but um, but it's so weird to me. But I understand it because I feel like when someone's really thin, like all the things that we want to do naturally, like eat and fuck and everything, we like celebrate people that are able to abstain the most from that. Like, mm. oh, like, like, oh God, she really knows how to starve herself mm-hmm. or um, like, yeah, like she's so just we sort of like celebrate people just keeping themselves from biology. That's a big one for women, too. Right. The the ability to abstain. It's very, um, it's like, uh, it's a badge of courage or something. It's like, oh, no, it's, I it's can't an do admirable, it. <laughs> nothing wrong. Well, why should you? It's out of my wheelhouse. The idea that we're supposed to is so crazy. The only problem with women is, of course, that there's so many guys that are pieces of shit. And it's, the men are more dangerous in their, f- physically in the pieces of shit that you run into. Yeah. Whereas women are more dangerous maybe financially in the pieces of shit that you run into. What do you mean? Well, you know, if a guy gets fucked over, usually guys get fucked over in a financial way, um, like divorces or they get set up. Right. Like I've seen, I've seen guys get set up and it's very disturbing. Well, I don't know girl, any guy with any money. Like I've I met, seriously have never even dated a guy with I've like met, a um, I, I've, I've met guys where I watched them go down. I saw it happening. They were not attractive. They were uncomfortable with women and they had all of a sudden this really hot girl with them who like slowly but surely stalks her way into this position and then bails with a ton of cash but then how like isn't that transparent don't these guys no. that are 80 aren't they no. why aren't they curious like why this beautiful kate upton lookalike like is in love with them it's because they're i'm successful. suspicious of any guy who's better looking than me that wants to sleep with me i'm like what why like what do you think it's i can do for gay. you show you i'm not gay but i'm shimmer don't you but don't you wonder and i know a lot of i know not a lot but i know a handful of women that had guys take their money because i think women are that even, happens, even sure. more susceptible to like just wanting that love and being mm-hmm. like sure joint checking i'll buy a house in our name well i don't think it's mutually exclusive i mean you can get ripped off no matter what your sex is whether yeah. what it, what your sexual preference i'm sure gay guys rip each other off and gay women rip each other off. as a matter of fact yeah. i know they do i'm so like I, I know a gay woman who has to pay alimony my great grandma was a bootlegger and she was always <laughs> like, she's like this is, yeah her liquor store is still on 54th street schumer's liquors um, wow but 54th she, street where um uh in between park and lex or or really? Madison lex. yeah it's right across from monkey bar that is fucking awesome yeah what a great it's, story yeah but she um she was all, she was just pounding it into my head like because she I think her husband tried to steal money from her but she oh. like put it away. She's always like save your money. Good for her. Yeah. You know, it can happen. I mean, you get with the wrong person, the wrong guy, the wrong girl, yeah. whatever. That can definitely happen. I'm but so I think um, to, like, that happens more with men. Men tend to be the ones who have more money in the relationships. Well, I don't, yeah, I'm not they saying make that women. 70, what do they make? Seventy. I don't know what it is, but whatever it is, I'm not saying that women can't make money. Don't jump down my throat. I'm just. No, I'm, I'm not. not saying you. I'm saying people out there on the internet. I wish that I wish that I've ever dated a guy and <laughs> anything really? for me to steal. Yeah, I'm. I make. I make a good amount of money now. You know, and like yeah, now it's so tough. it's weird. Like yeah, because guys are just like, uh, and I'm like, you have to start dating athletes. Ugh, oh, pass. Shit. Pass. Black ones too. First of all, I cannot mm-hmm. pretend to be interested in what basketball. In any, I, I like going to games, but I can't like. I don't ever want to be like wearing a jersey and being like, they're gonna. Win. I just don't. Once they do that. slip you that giant athlete dick, do you know I still haven't been be, with a black guy? Isn't go. that pathetic? Like I said, once they right, slip you, maybe I'm scared. You. I'll be under the trance. Mm-hmm, you will. You'll be dancing. You'll you'll change. Oh my god, you'll uh, change. You were. Start wearing beads and shit. And I'll wear a jersey different. as a dress yeah, with yeah, a belt, yeah. big going, hoop earrings. You go hardcore. 
I'm yeah. on a VH1 reality show, like fighting with other chicks. No, you'll avoid that. You'll you'll be fine. I don't think so. <laughs> You're not going to change your personality <laughs> no. entirely. You're no. just going to crave the black dick. No, you know, I, I had one encounter with a huge dick, and I talked mm. about it on my um like my, my last special. I, I I tapped out. I was like, no way. Well, maybe Why? the dude didn't know how to use it. He was assaulting you with it. I mean, how many ways are there to use it? Listen, I don't, don't you just go like? <laughs> I don't even think about it. Really? I got one when way. it's that big, like, what are you supposed to do? You just have to like stretch just out your vagina. Hope. Yeah, I was like, I'm not. We're not gonna have a life together. I'm not gonna imagine? power through this. Well, how about powering through? How about you change your shape? How about it stretches out? Just like when a woman has children, she her breasts stretch out and then deflate. Imagine. No. If having sex with that guy on a regular, plus he's a super athlete, he's probably constantly horny. Oh my god, no. Are the, are athletes known as being more horny? Oh yeah, for sure. Maybe I should Without do a that. doubt. <laughs> for real? You kidding me? Uh, any, yeah, I would imagine. I'm never in a relationship where it's like, I have the same sexual appetite as the guy I'm dating. It's either like, they are like, wanting it too much, or it's me wanting it too much. Like it's, I've never really had it even out. Have hmm. you? Yeah. Yeah, where it's been like, yeah, that's good. That's encouraging. Yeah, I mean, uh, it definitely happens. It's. I think it's way harder for a chick. I mean, I'm just guessing. I know it obviously. is. Obviously, I think I so because it's, it's way harder. if if if. But I don't know if like if your girl is like, no, not tonight. Does it like hurt your feelings? Are you like, what's wrong with me? Or you're just like, uh, no, or, or someone tired. Or yeah. doesn't want to, or whatever, you know? Yeah, but also you've been, you know, if you're with somebody for a long time, it's different. Also. I don't think there's any reason why, you know, two people can't figure out that they're not sexually compatible. And if you start dating each other and you get to a point where you're, like, spending a lot of time together and yeah. then you hit those that thing, like, I don't want, I don't, look, I don't want it. Yeah. Like, whoa, okay. We gotta figure out what's important here. Because right. there's a bunch of shit that's important here. The big important one is caring about each other and having a good time together. That's yeah. the number one, Being right? Buddies. That's number one. Yeah. But number two is you like to fuck each other. And if you don't put it at number two, what are you putting at number two? Yeah. What is there? No, what's that's... number two? Financial no, I security. Right. I mean, what is it? Uh, co- coexisting interest? No. I have almost nothing co interest with my wife. There's yeah. not one thing that she likes, except a few TV shows and some art things and some, but her, all of her hobbies, like things that she enjoys, they're just her things. And then, you know, we, we hang out and we have fun together. Like you don't have to have the same mutual desires or the same, you don't have to be into the same sports. Like I've actually heard guys say that they would never date a girl that doesn't watch sports. Because the last thing you want is her complaining when you're watching sports. Fuck that. If she doesn't watch sports, I don't want to date him. Yeah. I have a scene on the on my show tomorrow night about that. Oh, I swear really? I'm not trying to work it in, <laughs> but awesome. it's called um, Chick Who Can Hang. <laughs> and I just want to tell you about it. But it's, yeah, it's guys sitting around. They're like, I just want a girl. Like, oh, this girl, Joey. She had like a lantern jaw. And like, really, you know, yeah. Like, she does my fantasy picks. And then you realize, like, they're just describing dudes. Like, it's just, mm-hmm. but I mean, I know, uh, I know girls that are are real into sports, but and I'm yeah. not. But but the difference is, I'm I don't I don't care about sports at all. But I'm not like, and I don't want you to like. I'm busy and I'm psyched to do my thing and I have my interests. And like, please do you. I saw a tweet once where a girl said that girls who are into football get bigger diamonds. 
It was like one of those Twitter pictures, and like a bunch of people like retweeted it, and I think it was like a girl with like a sexy football outfit on or something, you know? That's so awful, and I feel like that's like the image of, that's like what girls see. And even, I've been going, because the NBA is like a big part of this movie that I'm going to do, and so I've been going Oh shit, what did I say? Amy gonna get some black dick for the first time. Shit, I don't even know if I was allowed to say that. Oh, don't say it, it didn't happen. But anyway. Nobody remembers on the internet. But anyway, like, you know, seeing these, uh, just seeing the way women are represented on TV, mm-hmm. like all these real housewives, like just yeah. no one's doing, even if they're like, oh, we had like this luncheon for for charity, like good, whatever, mm-hmm. good. The thing that's getting edited and what we're seeing is you guys being monsters. And like, this is, these shows, this is what girls are seeing. Like, I don't have any, mm-hmm. I have no jewelry. Like, I don't know the girls that I'm close to. No one cares about a handbag. No one, no one gives a shit. But that's, that's not the girls that you see girls? on television. They're all comics. They're all like, oh, see, they're all. <laughs> they might Rachel as well be Feinstein, dudes. Nikki Glaser. <laughs> you know. Yeah, Peretti. well, you're all a bunch of artists. You're all trying yeah. to be comedians. If you, if a comic like all of a sudden became incredibly obsessed with keeping like an upstanding or attractive appearance, that would like immediately preclude a lot of the comedy. Yeah, you know, because you wouldn't you wouldn't be relaxed at all. You'd be like such a you're you're inciting like a, a look a way yeah. of someone looking at you like look at her with her bag. Mm, what a, that dress probably costs what, a lot of money. I can't believe mm, that people mm. care about that stuff. And it's not that I think I'm better than that. It's honestly insane to me. Mm-hmm. It's it's insane to me that anybody would put value on like just that's it's right. so transparent. Like, look, this is expensive. I like I just I think that's so I think crazy. you're totally right. But let's play devil's advocate. Yeah. What if you are just really into beautifully crafted things, whether it's a watch or whether it's a car, or whether it's a purse? Isn't it possible that it couldn't? That I, I see that a lot of people, I believe you're right, a lot of people, they're watching that stuff and they're looking at different people that have different things and they, they want to show off. They yeah. want to show everybody that they've got the purse that costs X or the yeah. shoes that cost Y or, oh my God, look at the size of the rock she's got. Right. There are certainly people that want, do that. But isn't it possible that there's other people that could just enjoy a beautiful purse yeah. or enjoy a beautiful home? I also or- haven't, I haven't like seen that I don't know anyone with really expensive stuff so if someone was like look at this watch it costs 20 grand like I've never seen that and maybe I'd be like wow that's amazing <laughs> I'm about comfort and like I like traveling you know I like my bed is expensive like I like you know things right. that sort of lend themselves to experience but I haven't seen but you know what if you have so much money and you're like oh I want to get this beautiful thing I, I understand that but I, I do know a lot of dudes that are like posting pictures of their possessions they got and on like, Instagram yeah and I'm like <laughs> I, yeah I, it makes me like oh come on like you don't have to do that well that's... that they some dudes have to but why what, is it, what does the, that mean well they don't have to of course they don't but have to but it's rappers to. it's like rappers are like I got this mm-hmm. you know and, and you, obviously I, I actually love hip hop but that was the lyric I just went to I've got this like I don't that's obviously not what they say but it's you know it's like a lot of it is like about about how much you have. Possessions. Yeah, you showing your shit off. Going on the Dub Magazine cover with six cars. and Yeah. Yeah, of course. That's part of that culture. So it's, I think that's what that's where that comes from. It's, it's like the, mm-hmm. attached to just ego and just like alpha. Stuff. Well, it's also a culture that's rebounding from periods of extreme sl- like slavery, extreme poverty. Like there's generation after generation of, 
of negative things, the racism, the riots, the, the, the civil rights movement, like all those things are so recent. It's yeah. hard for us to even wrap our heads. I know. It's so recent. It's, it's humiliating. We're so white too. No. It's, you, you know, we don't, we don't feel it, but I have fl- friends I that are half black, half white. I have friends that are black. I've, I've seen the differences in how people react to them. And it's fascinating to watch, Yeah, you know? Like big dark black dudes get treated with fear everywhere they go. It's, it's hilarious. So, I, that that really is upsetting. I I I never really paid that much attention to it because like a couple of my best friends growing up were black. Now they're white. No, they they were black, and like I never really thought about it until like going on auditions because the sign in sheet would be like for the whatever Susan, and I sign in, and then it's like drug dealer, and then it's just like these black guys are coming in, they're like signing in, and I'm like, oh man, like. This is just what what society has done. They're like, this is how we see you. Like these guys were great actors. It's like mm, these so are. Listen, this Amy. Is what... Someone's got to play the drug dealer. Wouldn't you want to be a great actor? You want it to be some real drug dealer? We what had... the fuck are you trying to say, you liberal bitch? No, we had a <laughs> this last season on the show. We had a guy. He was a mugger, and the, and in the scene, it was called skip therapy, and it's a really funny scene. It's like. Um, and Kyle Dunnigan, the comic, is in it, and uh, and this guy like steals my bag, and we needed it to be a stunt guy, and so but but I forgot that. So the guy who came, he was this great stunt guy. His name's actually Muhammad Ali. Well, that's um, his actual. It wasn't name? him, but that's his name. And he came, and I was like, wow. I was like, we cast this black guy as the mugger. Like, are we, are you serious? They were like, no, like he's like really great at martial arts and stunts and stuff. And we well, the like, best oh. is when you have a, a white mugger that doesn't look like a mugger at all. Yeah. And you're like, Ugh. Oh, Oh God. I hate when shows do that. <laughs> was on Seinfeld. Like there's some shows where they're like, the guy steals the purse and you're like, Oh my God, never has this guy even run before. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. I, I don't think we could ever even wrap our heads around what it would be like to be discriminated against solely basic, you know, just completely based on the way you look and to have it feel like that's insurmountable. And then once you do make it and you, you know, you get big, I could see all the, the braggadocious behavior being like exuberant, exuberant. Yeah. Oh, I was like, just, that that's not a word. I made it up. But, exuberant. But I mean, Sounds all, good though. Jubilant what, what and exuberant. Do you get? People, people look at me, I, like just getting on stage, you know, just like my first, whatever, like 10 mm-hmm. years, I feel like it was like, it's like, ugh, this bitch. Like, I look like I'm going to be a dumb bitch. <laughs> I, I know that. Like, uh, You're so crazy. You do not no, look dumb. I you look like not, I'm going to be no, a dumb bitch. No, 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 yes, no. I do. Are you saying dumb bitch meaning just a woman? Or are you just like, like a dumb white? You think you'd look woman. dumb? I think I look like I've like if I saw me in like a mall, I'd be like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> don't you ever like? Oh my ever, god, that's so funny. I mean, like, well, you, people have known who you are for so long, but do you like? How did people like? I'm a, I look like a meathead for sure. You know, yeah, if I just like that. passed you. I'd be like, but I have a lot of meathead tendencies. It's like it's a rational uh, prejudice to think of me as a meathead. I mean, I'm yeah. a fucking cage fighting commentator for God's sake, right? And, and I am a dumb bitch, <laughs> and I'm a dumb bitch too. I, I consider myself a silly bitch. Yeah, but I mean, there's but the problem is that we have this idea that everyone's so different, and then these people that are so different can't be friends. Like, I have friends that don't work out ever. Yeah. I mean, Brian is my friend. Brian has like just started working out after like four years. He started working out and he smokes cigarettes constantly. He he's stop? totally unhealthy. I mean, he just stops. Like he's not like. Well, my point is like I'm not like I, it's not like I can't hang out with other people that don't fucking lift weights and yeah. like to watch fighting. Like I don't my even friends are think all of different. you like that. 
I mean, like, I know you're in shape and whatever, but that's not, but uh, I mean, I've also spoken to you, but I don't know if I just like walk past you. Yeah, I don't, I think it's just, it's easy to pigeonhole people. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of us that are a combination of things. And yeah. that's the people that are most fascinating to me. When I meet someone and I think that they're, you know, I prejudge for mm-hmm. whatever reason and think, oh, this person's probably this. And then it turns out that they're like a combination of things that I've never even met before. Yeah. Those are the greatest when you meet someone that doesn't fall in any category. Yeah. And you get to go, oh, I have misconceptions. And then like this person is just a unique individual, completely on their own little trip and cool to see. And then that that runs into your database and now your spectrum sort of broadens a little bit. Your ideas. That's one of the things that I think one of the reasons why people get in like so many shit relationships because their spectrum is like super narrow. They've only had like a narrow band of people and the type of experiences have been like really similar and negative over and over again. But other than it just being a specific like type, you know, socioeconomic, that kind of stuff, don't you think it's just like those patterns that were set up just real early on just from young shit? It definitely can be for sure. You also get it from your parents, I think. Plus and and minus. I think some people see their parents involved in like really negative relationships and they completely change their gears and they just reject it like from the jump. And then they don't take any shit from anybody. They don't let anybody fucking turn them into a doormat. Totally. It's either or. Yeah, it's either or sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I do that. I do the... um Either. I do the former, yeah. Of course, that's where you're I'm comic. like, oh my God, you can't give me the love I need and you're a narcissist? I'm like, come here, come here, come here. <laughs> I'm like, mm. Yeah, comics, <laughs> it's, that's part of the whole reason why we became comics is because we had a hole. Yeah. We were trying to shove some funny in there, stuff up that hole. Yep. And anybody who doesn't have that hole, guess what? Guess what? You're not funny. Fuck <laughs> you. Go run 90 marathons. I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. I respect what you did, Eddie. Uh, yeah, I think it was only 46, too. Right? <laughs> Let's not give him more credit than yeah. he's doing. I mean, pff, anybody can do 46. Oh, my God. Yeah, I think you can't you can't be a comic unless you're unbalanced. But yeah. I think somewhere along the line, you can be balanced. At least I like to believe so, that you can balance it out. You, you can? can? Yeah, you can write the ship. You just got to figure out, like, what is what are your needs, like, as far as, like, your psychological needs, and how do you yeah. meet those? How do you, how do you maintain a good psychological existence? Like, yeah, I feel like I'm getting healthier. Yeah? I hope. But do I, you feel but, like that because yeah. you're more successful, so you're more relaxed, too? That's got to benefit you a bit. Um, I'm, I I am more relaxed, but I don't, but it's just, yeah, I'm just like less stressed by some things, but I I am having like sort of more pressure on me, but I think it's just like showbiz pressure. Yeah. But I think it's just like taking a step back and keeping the people close to you that will tell you like that was stupid or like you look like dog shit, just people who keep it real. So I have like people I trust, um, and you keep it real for yourself too. I mean, you can tell you're, I think so. you're constantly questioning things. And do you worry about that though? Because that is an issue with a lot of people. People worry about becoming famous, and then yeah. all of a sudden going cuckoo. Because we've kind of seen it. Yeah, definitely. I, I've I, I do worry about because I you get so like every day. I feel like you somebody like slaps you in the face. I, the way I started going out on the road was on the last Comic Standing tour, and we had to do meet and greets after. Every show. And sometimes it was like an arena. It would be like 3,000 people, however many would wait. And they voted for some people. So some would come over to me and be like, my husband likes you, but I don't. So I just like got used to, and it was like 40 cities or something. And I just got used to like this defense that's just like built into me now. So I'm like, I've been like trying to break down, forget my childhood insecurities, like what happened just the first times I went out on the road. So I'm afraid my defenses got so built up. 
that I had to really like break them down so that wow. I could sort of let the right ones in. But I am afraid that my defenses will get too strong because you'll see like really famous people that are like your idols or comics you love and you meet them and they're so disappointing because they're so withholding. And it's like, you're like, yeah, it's probably because they've been wronged by so many interactions, but you still can't let that happen to you. you, mm-hmm. you and so I, that is something that I am aware of and I, I don't want to let happen to me because I am, I am like, you know, afraid of, of somebody saying something or like hurting me or trying to take too much. And you know what I think about it with Louis, Louis C.K. When I when I first was interacting with him, he was like kind of standoffish with me, and uh, and he should have been because I'm <laughs> sure, I'm sure I wanted something from him. You know, just uh, being a newer comic, you see someone, and you know at the clubs like they huh, like there's like you just have this urgency as a mm-hmm. comic, like and you don't know what to do. Like no one can tell you. This is what you do to be a better comic. This is what you do to get work. Even if they tell you, just get on stage as much as possible. You can't hear it. So Louis being so, like, sort of guarded with me, he should have been. And now, like, we have a very nice rapport, and it's always good to see him, and we talk. And I and I kind of, like, resented him a little bit for being being cold to me at first. But I'm like, he, sh- <laughs> but I'm like, he should have been, because I'm sure, I, I didn't even know what I wanted from him, but I'm sure I wanted something from him. So right. I get it. But, but also, like, you were saying before we are on the air, like, just, you know, somebody, people project stuff onto you if they have, like, an interaction that's less than satisfactory. But it's not about you. Like, you can't change how anybody feels about you. So, but I'm, whatever, my long rant, my point is just, like, I'm trying not to become an asshole and to give right. people the benefit of the doubt, at least. Like, I'll go into every interaction, like, hi. And then if they say something to me that shuts me down, then that's, you know, at least I went into it open. Right. I feel what you're saying. And I, I I think that that concern is a good thing to have. And it's cool that you're thinking like that because we all need to learn from the people that we've seen that have disappointed us. You yeah. Know? From yeah. the people that we've seen that, you know, just for whatever reason, someone became a prick because they became famous. Yeah. And th- that's happened to a lot of comedians. I've seen it. I've seen it. And they stop being funny, too. There's another weird thing that happens. They yes. get a little too famous, too much adulation, too much, you know, they have a sitcom or something like that. And then, or fucking... they, want, they want credit for, like, their new art they're doing. Like, look, I know I was funny at one point, but now I play the standing bass. And, like, if you want to come see me, <laughs> that's what you're going to get. And it's like... Who does that? Well, I'm not, I mean, like, it's not the standing bass. But I'm just saying, I think... Because I, I even will have those impulses like I don't want to be funny right now just and and you know but you're like and then but then I'm like bitch that's how people know you but wait a minute but But why don't you need a podcast that's what you need you always say that to me Amy Schumer you need a goddamn podcast because you could first of all you're really good at it you're very smart you're very articulate you'd be fascinating at breaking things down but all those misconceptions would go away if people got to listen to you talk then you wouldn't worry about if people knew you because you you would put it out there so many times they would be like real clear but i'm not that worried about if people know me right but well okay i see your point you're not really worried that people know you but your interactions like you're worried about your interactions with people yeah yeah okay you just want to make sure that they're as good as possible I want to like know that I did my my best mm-hmm. and that I was open having a nice interaction and 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 making small talk and whatever um uh 
I don't I don't know what but I want. The, but you know we're talking about like you you were saying you worry about getting detached, you worry about becoming oh, yeah. one of those people that's yeah. kinda that gets goofy. Yes. One oh, of the you best think ways having a podcast keeps that. you like grounded. A hundred percent, because you get feedback all the time. Yeah, you constantly get updated and checked. You constantly. But I don't. Get... But but what what what's the feedback good for? I mean, and I'm on Twitter. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know I'm on Twitter, and I I do think you're right though. But but then I like I don't think it's good to reinforce positive um, negative feedback. Like someone will you know write you know like you're disgusting and then you look and it's like oh they write to famous people all yeah, day you just block them you don't have to right, you just block them. them i, I just yeah. like i would never reward like that well it's, you don't that's not what i'm talking about i mean sometimes people will have valid opinions about what you're doing whether yeah. it's stand up or whether it's a podcast or whether right. it's the fucking upright tuba or whatever you're doing <laughs> everybody <Upright tuba. laughs> whatever it is that's every, really funny everybody has you know they're going to have opinions. They're going to p- have opinions on everything you do. Yeah. But some sometimes having uh, those opinions, like if if they're mostly swinging to the right side, yeah. they're mostly swinging to the good side, it gives you sort of a frequency yeah. that you're, you you know that they appreciate it. You, you're like tapped into yeah. this thing. Like people love the Amy Schumer show. Boom. Inside Amy Schumer on Comedy Central. Now Amy has a blog. You know, yeah. hey, watch Amy do videos. I'm going to go do laundry. You know, like <laughs> you, you're, you tap Maybe. into- you tap into uh, a certain vibe when you you get a certain amount of feedback. Yeah, I and I, I feel like as a comic, you, you know, there's that urge to communicate. Yeah, which I have, but then there's also I think also as a girl as a bunch of things, and I and I talk like very openly, and then some of that feedback it makes you like, oh, should I not be sharing this much of myself? Because, but then you're like, <sighs> I'm like, no, I've made a decision. Like I'm gonna live my life this way and try to make people laugh and maybe feel better. Right. But then like that, sometimes that's met with where you're like, is it worth it? Cause this is so hard sometimes. And, and I'm not just like scared of somebody saying something mean to me. Like it's also people not respecting your boundaries and, mm-hmm. and it is, you know, it, it's, it's like a struggle and it is like, you know, I, I do have to like kind of work and be aware of not becoming like real standoffish. Right. Well, you're you're not really capable of filtering who knows you once you become famous. And that's a big difference between that and just being an ordinary person going about your day, especially an ordinary woman going about your day. Because so many men, like with women, take on an aggressive approach. It's almost like it's it's almost commonplace, right? The guy just aggressively comes up to girls and hits on them. Women are just as aggressive, I find. Sometimes, but it doesn't come with the physical threat that oh, it yeah. feels like with a man. Right. Like if a chick's aggressive with me, I'm always like, oh, okay, it's a crazy bitch. I got to get out of here. Yeah. But I don't, I go, oh my God, like, what I if she follows hurt. me to my car? That is true. You know? There is there is the added fun bonus of like, oh, this guy might try and Might try to rape you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's less fearful with when you're a man, I mean, you're always could worry about someone doing something to you. To but, be honest with you, it's a real bummer to know yeah. that you could be sexually assaulted. I couldn't even. I mean, I can imagine, but I couldn't. You know, it's like I couldn't imagine. I also couldn't imagine being pregnant. There's a lot of yeah. things I could pretend to imagine, but I really can't imagine them. I can't imagine not drinking for nine months. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wow, that's my Eddie Izzard marathon. I'm like, what? 
I'm like, can you just have a press conference? I have a couple Wait a questions. Minute. You know, like, people drank while they were pregnant for years. And some of the greatest people that were ever created were created by people who drank. My mom always <laughs> says that she drank through all four pregnancies. But Whoa. I only have two siblings. So I'm just kidding. Well, I think you're allowed to have a little wine. I think like a small glass of wine is yeah. actually good for your body and it relaxes you. And right, it but really I hear that. You. And then I would be like, mm, how baby about a bottle? <laughs> this baby wants an ambient. <laughs> this baby wants to get fucking fucked up. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm probably barren. I don't even know what I'm talking about. I bet you're not. Find one of them black athletes when you're doing that show. No get some of that way. super sperm. I can't. Squirt. You'll have twins. Before you even know it. Like, oh my what if I God. went from, what if a year from now I come back and I'm like, yeah. I've got twins, I've got little half black babies. And you're like, the crazy thing is, all I did was jerk him off. It's <laughs> nuts. He came over I'm my like, tits, the next this. thing I know, I was pregnant. I mean, I was adamant. I don't want kids. I take you to court for alimony. They I'm fucking, like, ra- you don't need any money. They ran through the lines in your crotch like, like fire ants. <laughs> Just... <laughs> Oh my god. The sperm just what they're is different. Sperm? They move. They swim. They this, swim on land. They, they're is this fucking the beginning flopping of an ad around. for on it. Yeah. They're <laughs> flopping around like those fish, those snake fish that come out. What are those snakehead fish that come out of water and they walk on the land until they find some new water? Ursula from the Little Mermaid? No, a real fish, oh, god sorry, damn it. Real Have fish. you ever seen that? I saw the movie Piranha in three D and I was, Did you really I didn't know it was gonna be three D, so I was like so psyched. When they gave us the glasses, I was like, What? It was like one of the best surprises of my whole life. I used to have piranhas, allegedly. What? Yeah. I had a bunch of them. I used to feed them goldfish, allegedly. This is all fiction. Is it illegal to yes. have? Really? Many decades ago. Why? Why is it illegal? Ages, because they're when it was dangerous legal. or what? Um, Yeah. The, well, you could send them into, if you were an asshole, you could put them in a lake somewhere. And they'd go in the non-native waters and they would wreak havoc. And that's happened to a bunch of different fish species. I think the snakehead was one of them, actually. Uh, if it's not the snakehead, it's a different fish. There's a walking fish. Is that it? Ew. Oh, uh, my yeah. God. I don't need something Invades else to New be York scared City. of. We people threw them. Some people threw these fish in the uh, pond that's in uh, Central Park because they thought it was funny. And so now these things are living in the pond and just destroying everything. No. When I was there, I saw some fish, some big giant fish, yeah. attack something else in the water. Just this big froth of water. And then whatever it happened, you know, happened. It was like in probably. In what water was it? There's a pond in Central Park. You yeah. know that big pond? Yeah. In that water, s- there's some crazy ass fish. This is in Central so this Park. Is, yeah, monster fish in Central Park. Does Burnaby? it attack? Does it attack no, anything, you or can really you just see, see it? Yeah, you can't see much of it. Oh, that's it right there. You see, you barely can see it. Yeah, that's a snake, fi- snakehead fish. Somebody just put those it things in that eat pond. ducks. They'll eat anything. Oh my god! <laughs> they're they're like super hardy too. Like you, once you get them in an ecosystem, you have to essentially kill everything in that lake to get them all out. What do they do? They just they just wreck havoc, eat everything, and then become cannibals. Ew! Oh, like I'm already so afraid all the time. It says if you see this fish and like see a terrifying fish with teeth in Central Park, kill it immediately. It's too late. The problem is these things are just shooting out eggs and sperm and breeding like crazy. This is like Predator. Like remember that movie Predator? Yeah. Like if Predator landed and just started killing all the people, that's what what it's like for that thing. Like that thing going into the pond in Central Park, it's like, woohoo, let the party begin. That is such a bummer. There's lions. A lion just got let into the fucking zebra cage at the zoo. That's what it's like. 
Oh, I was like, that happened? Well, it could happen. That's what's happening with this fish. It's just, that's what it's like. A super predator just got introduced into this humble ecosystem. That's really depressing. <laughs> We're about to film on that pond. <laughs> well, you might watch murder behind you. <laughs> fish murder. <laughs> oh, my God. But the, um, the fish is like the worst thing you could ever see for a creationist. The fish walking on the ground and walking to the next pond. Because if you're a creationist and you see that, you go, yeah, uh, 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 yeah but it, I mean, don't crea- creationists do that all day looking at everything? Yes. With denial? Yeah. Yeah, but this is the, the mo- one of the most preposterous things ever. Have you ever seen, you never seen one of these things walk? No, I'm so grossed out just by up. seeing its mouth. Fish walks. Every time I come here, I leave upset because of the videos. There's Last a documentary here, from the Congo. Me, got- the guy that got fucked by the horse? Did I show you that? Yes, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. You're welcome. This is nothing nearly uh, as disturbing, but there's a video in the Congo where I think it's prehistoric fish eaten by dinosaur bird. That's what it says. There's this crazy bird called a shoebill, and the shoebill is like five feet tall with an enormous beak. Its beak is like a giant hatchet. Yeah, its beak is like his its beak rather is literally like an axe on its face. It's huge beak, and this bird is something out of another era yeah like there used to be birds like that they're like seven feet tall that lived in north america and they, they don't fly they just sort of run around and attack things and they're predatory birds then why is it a bird like a penguin oh, penguins, yeah, penguins don't, fly don't fly either and they're like look we're birds yeah we're Please birds bitch do not fuck with us did you see that dinosaur 3d movie that's available right now on netflix i did not see it is oh, it it's good re- it's really good it's, it's like my little first kid time- movie no, it's not. It's not animated, and there aren't that many dinosaurs in it. But it's well, this really is a different worth it. thing. So yeah, this is not uh, the dinosaur it movie. Donald Sutherland. That's the dad. He um, narrates it, and it's like it's really good. Three. I, I obviously am psyched by three D. Oh, so yeah. it's it's a recreation of like what they looked like. Yeah, like, and they like modern come Jurassic at your head. Park style. Yeah, and it ends like spoiler with a big. <gasps> it, it's not a pterodactyl, but it kind of looks like an ostrich. Like it just looks like some sort of like prehistoric sort of evolving bird that's like so awesome ostrich is another good example of a bird that doesn't really fly right they don't fly they don't do shit they fuck you up they'll kick the shit out of you they fuck you did i saw that video they try to fuck people why do i think i've talked about this in here before i i remember being real traumatized by seeing a guy laying there blindfolded and he doesn't know what's fucking him and it's an ostrich well, that's not me. You never saw that? No. Who would have I, By the time that you. happened, I had already given up on watching people get fucked by animals. There was a Don't certain time. Don't say that, Joe. I'll tell you right now. I'm done. There was a certain time a few years <laughs> back where if you said, hey, here's a link. A guy's getting fucked by an ostrich. You're clicking on it. I would click it, but not today. Today really? I would be like, wouldn't. again, whatever. I, I want to call your bluff so bad. You wouldn't call my bluff because honestly- I don't know where it is. I don't need- If it was something it. absolutely fantastic where no one had ever seen anything like it okay, before, yeah. then I'll click on it. But I don't watch some dude get fucked by an animal. No. I'm done. Pass. D- U N done. <laughs> Don't even try it. Well, you, you, something like that starts a fucking pinwheel in your head. Yeah. Starts spinning around. I like, don't how did like this that. guy ever get yeah. to that point? What did he start out as? He used to be a baby one time. What did his parents do to him? Do you, That's was me he watching porn. Abused? That's me watching any porn. Yeah, well, that's a problem. Right? I mean, I'll power through it. But still, <laughs> <laughs> well, I always look at it and go, "Well, yeah, we're gonna fix them now." Yeah, <laughs> too Unless late. Unless it's with some dick. God has a plan. 
Yeah, you can't um, you can't fix them, no. unfortunately. But that is exactly how you should feel if you're sort of a humane person. Thank you. You see them and you go, oh, these poor people, probably the victim. And of you don't something. call them them. <laughs> them, these poor people. Yeah. These? Can you call them these poor the, people? Those people? No. Them, you know, them. Uh, the people who fuck for money. People who fuck for money. It's a weird thing that everybody watches that, but nobody uh, nobody admits to it. Or they don't a lot admit of people to... people admit to, don't like to admit to porn. That they to like having porn. done it. The, really? Watching it? Yeah. I don't know anyone in my life that, does, that doesn't watch porn. Wow, you hang out with different people than me. Really? Um, you... I don't know a single dude who uh, doesn't watch porn. Oh, yeah. But girls... You yeah. know a lot of girls watch porn? All my friends watch porn. Your friends are all freaks. But no, no, when I was younger, I was like, I, I was, I did not like porn, like at all. I remember I had a boyfriend, I was like 23 or 4, and I was like, I thought I was like cheating. And then I grew up. Mm. And then you're like, oh wait, this is awesome. For a lot of guys, 23 is when that's the age cutoff, so they don't get to that new mature woman, they just find another girl's angry yeah. porn. Oh. <laughs> no, I really, I, no, I really like it. I have friends that are like that though. And they get when a girl gets to like twenty three, they completely lose interest. Yeah. And they move on. Yeah. No, you don't. <laughs> you don't know ridiculous. girls that like. Yeah, all my girlfriends again. They're all comedians, but. Um, I think that girl comedians are probably just a completely different animal. I guess. If I had to guess. I don't know. I you know I yeah I I thought I, I think they're the a little first wilder, porn crazier. No? I don't even think so. Yeah. I don't think so. I don't think I'm any wilder or crazier. I think I'm probably like pretty boring but i you know like having sex like yeah there's nothing wrong with saying that on the radio or a podcast no i don't know why it's like so why is that a thing i mean it's everybody it feels good like why is it well, it's okay to always, say you like massages people always ask me like in you know like local press mm -hmm. they're like why do you talk about sex so much and i'm like it's the most interesting thing we do as people i think like why wouldn't i want to talk about i think it's like really funny why you know mm -hmm. and it's not that i think i think i'm probably having like pretty mundane sex compared to everybody else pretty basic but just like the, just hearing a a girl like mention it just kind of makes people like why i don't I, this is just judging by doing like local press for right well you got to think about different people's like the jobs they have and the amount of restraint that's required to keep a job at an office where you're yeah. not allowed to talk about anything freaky right for like eight hours a day you're right i haven't had like an office ex even before stand-up i was just like bartending and yeah you're like mail. like ari shafir but you're a woman thank so you you're a comic you know yeah. like your your perceptions like why they would be upset at you for for talking about sex or liking sex. Because to them, it's like a mind blower. Like, she talks about sex all yeah. the time. She just talks about liking it. But, but it's not that I'm like, oh my God, like, I can't believe there's not something in my body right now. I, I mean, <laughs> I feel like I have a totally normal sexual appetite. Totally normal. I think I, I probably watch porn like twice a week. The controversy is just talking about it. Talking about a sexual appetite yeah. at all. That's the controversy. But, but like, that's so weird. Mm -hmm. I think. Even I just, you know, did some, some shows on NPR. And like there, they act like they've never experienced penetration before. Like well, you remember what happened with Sarah Silverman when she did that TED talk and they completely censored her. They pulled it down. But that was about like a kid being retarded. Um, the right? TED talk? The TED talk was wasn't not just about her sex. Act? I thought it was her act. I thought it was like the joke. And I'm, I don't remember what the, the joke okay, was. Okay, well, let's but... find out. We should find out since we're oh, talking man. about it. Sarah Silverman, TED talk. Yeah, I don't think it was sexual. I think it was like, oh, okay. making that joke. But she's so sexual. Is she, she? I don't think of Sarah as super sexual. 
oh my god are you kidding me her act is very sexual it's very dirty it's hilarious oh she's hilarious but, but it's very ted versus sarah silverman fight turns really retarded yeah okay uh Known for her shock and insult humor, was invited to give a TED Talk. She subsequently trashed TED organizer Chris Anderson, who tweeted, I know I shouldn't say this about one of my own speakers, but I thought Sarah Silverman was god-awful. I can't believe he wrote that. He's a bitch. I'm real disgusted. The problem was that Silverman kept using the word retarded to fight Sarah Palin's recent rant about the word. The whole talk flew right over the TED crowd. So, wow. That is hilarious. Anderson deleted his tweet, but Silverman hit back today with her own, saying that kudos to Ted Chris for moving Ted and unsafe uh, for making Ted an unsafe haven for all. You're a barnacle of mediocrity on Bill <laughs> Gates' asshole. That's awesome. I love her. Oh my her god, response. she crushed him. Yeah. You're a barnacle of mediocrity on Bill Gates' asshole. <laughs> That's so good. Oh my god, That's that poetry. is beautiful. That's Shakespeare. Oh, my God. That's so funny. And then Steve Case waited in AOL founder. Steve Case waited into the fight to defend Anderson. He tweeted, shame on you to Silverman, adding, the sad thing is you're not that funny. Uh, Ah, you lose. You lose just for saying that, stupid. Shame on you, you lose. Unless you're being silly. (laughs) Right there, you lose. Like, if you say something to me and I say, shame on you. Shame on you, Amy Schumer. Or how dare you, Amy Schumer. That's, I'm joking. This guy is shame on you for real. So when you say shame on you for real. You're out. You lose. You're out of the The game's over. The sad thing is you're not that funny. Oh, no. What? Okay, you explain to me the whole barnacle on Bill Gates' asshole line then. Because that shit is hilarious. Line. The fuck out of here. Do you're a not TED that talk funny. on why that's not funny. And Silverman's response was, you should be nicer to the last person on earth with an AOL account. <laughs> like she got him too. Boom, bitch. The fight between Silverman and Case continued, but you get the picture. Oh, that's beautiful. Oh my God, Good that's for her. So funny. Well, that happened when like they went after uh, Salon.com, went after Pat Oswalt, and he crushed them. Ugh, it's just so arbitrary. There's just no, you have no control over what somebody picks up on what happens like that. I mean, of course, if you go on some rant where you're like saying racist shit, like that's ridiculous. But, but for comics, it's just so, it's just a slow news day. And they're like, this was a problem. People just like choose. Norton, um, after I, people were getting really mad at me about a joke I made about Steve-O and the Sheen roast. And Norton, he, uh, he like stood up for me and was like, your selective outrage. Was it is... Steve- Steve-O or the guy who died? The joke was saying that I, that we all Why wished couldn't that, it, yeah, that was the joke. They made the same joke about, uh, about Geraldo with, with Anthony. Jesselnik, yeah, but but it's a comic. You're allowed to do that. Comics are allowed to do Steve-O's that. Steve was on comics. the road. Oh, I know. He's a comic. Yeah. Well, listen, I'm I'm with you. Yeah. You know. Look, I know you're with me. It's one of those things where you go, yikes. But hey, th- th- with comedy, it's always who's going to be the first person to make the yike. You know. And a lot of times, <laughs> I when didn't. A, I honestly didn't think it was going to be that much of a yike. When a sweet looking girl like you does it, it's like it's like it got an extra impact. I honestly didn't think that was going to be that big of a yikes. Wow. I wasn't going I, for I the. I would. I would definitely. Think I wasn't would, going for the headline on BuzzFeed. I swear. I would definitely think it would be a yike. I don't know what the fuck you were thinking. <laughs> Man, I really—I swear, I was really surprised because it wasn't a big deal. It wasn't a big deal in the room. It was like we're all hitting, well, you we're know all what? hitting hard, right? Like I just didn't even think that was going to be a big deal. Honestly. I just think that's comics. I think that I'm used to sitting around with those guys at the cellar. Yeah, you know, and it's fun. 
It's you it's know? how we communicate. Yeah. Like I can't tell you where half of these guys who are my best friends grew up, but I I'm ready with so many insults for them. <laughs> if one of them walks back wearing a stupid jacket, I can't wait. Oh. I can't wait. Norton is awesome with that too. Everybody's oh my awesome God. with that. Oh, Norton has crushed me so many times. <laughs> Norton talked about this funny story he talked about on Opie and Anthony where he was uh he had a slice of pizza and Louis C. K. saw him on the street and yeah. just slapped a slice of pizza <laughs> to the ground and called him a faggot. <laughs> just for no reason. <laughs> and he starts laughing when he's telling the story. And he's like, Oh, it was a juicy pizza pizza too. It was a nice one. <laughs> so good it's just just, so good you couldn't do that to another person you know they wouldn't appreciate the the humor in the inappropriateness but it makes us so happy the other night we were just playing Keith Robinson's when he got eliminated from Star Search we were playing it over and over again in front of him and by the way don't don't think that you can come up to Amy Schumer and slap her fucking pizza down that's not what we're saying you have to be a comedian you have to be a friend know each other you You son of a bitch you have to be a good friend but that's so funny yeah a tell is the best. A tell. Did you see his special road work? I heard it's awesome. It's so funny. It's, it's you can get it. But I'm it's so a, happy that he's doing well again. His show looks dope. He's fucking hilarious. He's, I think he's the funniest guy. Alive. Hilarious. I don't think there is a funniest guy alive, but he's one of my favorites. That's for sure. Yeah, but he. Um, I was sitting at the table with my just sitting around with a bunch of female comics, and we were all like eating like dessert. It was like a really like sad moment. He just walks up, we're like, "Hey, Dave." He's like, "Oh, what are you guys having? No boyfriend a la mode?" And just like keeps walking. <laughs> we were all just like, "No boyfriend." Like, a la mode. do you know every bite of that like tiramisu oh. was like the saddest? Uh, oh, that's so funny. But it's just like no boyfriend a la mode. <laughs> and he just like we're like, "Hey, Dave." He didn't even see us till he turned and then just boom, fired at us and kept going. <laughs> just like right off the cuff, boom. He's definitely one of the best <laughs> joke writers out there. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he's got so much of his act is jokety joke 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 jokety joke joke joke. Yeah. You know, so funny. Yeah, he's hilarious. That skanks for the memories. One of my favorite CDs uh, ever. So good. Yeah, it's it's a nice time to be a comedy fan. Yeah, a lot of good comics out there now. It's just mm-hmm. a totally different experience than it was twenty years ago. I think. I think a lot of it is probably because of the internet. Like more people have an avenue. And there's just more demand for comedy. But I even think I. Staying at some comedy condos on the road, they'll have like VHSs of old specials. Yeah. And a lot of them are pretty shitty. <laughs> like, it'll be like kind of topical. And, and and there is that like off the cuff, like that movie Punchline, how it had Sally Field coming out at the end, kind of just like winging it and like it working out as a comic. It, that yeah. just set up a whole, I think, wave of people being like, maybe I'm amazing at comedy and I don't know it. Well, that movie was so bad. Oh, the stand-up in that movie was so It was rough. so so obviously not real stand-up. It was no. like they were faking it and the audience reaction was fake. You can't do that. It doesn't Ugh. work with stand-up. Like, so- you can fake being a fucking union boss mm-hmm. and screaming at the fucking pe- people in the yard. Yeah. But if there's a, an artificial feeling to that, it's not nearly as offensive as the artificial feeling feeling of watching tom hanks kill it with nonsense that was so brutal like oh just you're he's just talking you can yeah you can see like he probably could be a comic he i mean he had good delivery he had good setups who's who's doing the prior movie i don't know if they cast who's gonna play richard Pryor yet but i was like wasn't it gonna be eddie griffin at one point in time i don't know but i hope it's a comic it has to be i don't know i don't know it would have to be I mean, I would think it would have to, but even then, it's not going to work. I know. One guy pulled it off, ever. What, Dustin playing a Hoffman. comic? Dustin Hoffman. You ever see Lenny? 
No. It's fucking brilliant. Yeah? It's fucking brilliant. Yeah. It's How did, fucking brilliant. Did he brilliant. like get ready for he it did by everything. Like doing, did he go on the road or anything? That's a really good question. I don't know what he did, but what he did do when he did the movie is get Lenny Bruce down to a fucking T. Yeah. It was incredible. I mean, it was I one of the best it. performances of his career and very few people know about it. Yeah. I mean, very few people outside of stand-ups even know who Lenny Bruce was. Lenny Bruce or like Bill Hicks. Is that Bill Hicks kinda... more. More people know who Bill Hicks is. Yeah. But Lenny Bruce is just sort of a name. You know, like a fucking Sid Caesar. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like one of those names you don't really you ever like see know, their work. You've heard it, but yeah. yeah. Red Buttons. Oh, that guy. Yeah. I've heard of him. You don't yeah. sit around unless you're like a real connoisseur. Yeah. I like, that's something I like to do on the road is go in record stores and listen to whatever comedy albums they have. Oh, that's, that's cool. really fun. And it like, well, first of all, it's like sad that I'm like, and then I'll do this today when I'm in a city. Like, there's a sadness to it. But, but that that's and it also keeps me up because I I feel bad like but why is that sad? Um, I just think I think being a stand up is such like an isolating life, and so but I like will be like I'm look look forward to like my couple things I like to do in cities. I don't know. I think I think everything about being a stand up is like sad. Really? <laughs> I think so. Do you go on the road with other friends? Um, well, I have um I have Mark Normand who's hilarious opens for me, or I have my friend Bridget Everett. Actually, now she like closes for me. She's she's hilarious. She's a cabaret singer, but she, she like, gets closes naked. for you. Yeah, I, no one can follow her. What does she do? She so is she it does stand-up? Montreal. She does um she does like she'll do like the nasty show, but she'll uh-huh. like have to close it because she's it's not stand up. She's a she's a singer. She's like an amazing singer. But is she the one who does that Hannibal Buress show? All she the just time? did Hannibal's show with Method Man. I keep saying Buress. It's Buress. Yeah, I always do that. I've known it I too for years. Care. I wish I, I bet you guys were funny together. Yeah, but yeah he's Bridget a funny is, dude. So I've seen her. I saw her. He showed me a video. He said oh, she's yeah. incredible. She's a killer. So at first, I, I just like want people to see her. She does. She's the only like I do stand up on my show, and I'll do like an interview. And the only time I don't do an interview is if she's performing. She's in a band with Ad Rock. Wow. She's like such a badass. But I was like, I just need people to see her, mm. Bridget Everett. And uh, so, so she came on the road with me, and I was like, man, she's such a closer. But then. I was like, I still want her to come out with me. So I just like would do an hour and then I'd be like, that's the show. And I have a special guest and I have her come out because she, I feel like she changes people's lives with how wow. amazing she is as a performer. Wow. You, you, you laugh so hard and it just, I don't know, just like changes. And there's, yeah. High praise. Oh my God. That's awesome. And you buddies in real life? Yeah. See, that we makes like the difference out. for me. Yeah. Oh yeah. You like travel with Like going on friends. the road. Yeah. Always. Always travel with my friends. Yeah. Makes... But don't you just have one person open for you? Or you Sometimes it's like two. A... Oh, okay. I've That's done nice. two. So I've done three before. Really? Yeah. I've done three. That'd be really fun. We just, we got to go out on a bus this time and it was, it was fun because my Mark Norman has been opening for me and he's, he's hilarious. Like, but Bridget, what she does, she goes out into the crowd. Like it's such a yeah, physical thing. Yeah, I've seen thing. some of the right. videos. But, um, she sits on dude's laps and sings uh, to them and shit. She, she'll motorboat anybody. She airplane, like mm. her, her act is so killer. Um, but it's been, but it's been like so cool because, um. Yeah, Mark started opening for me like four or five years ago. So the answer is yes. You like to go on the road with your friends. So when you go on the road with your friends, doesn't it make it less sad because you're all just having a good time together? No, yeah, totally. Totally. But that doesn't erase the 10 years. (laughs) A long time ago. I figured that shit out way early. I took a pay cut way early. To do that. Right. Because it's just two. Yeah. Right. And I would even get grief about it. They would say, well, you know, it costs you this much to fly this person out and right. that much to hire them. And, you know, you're making this much less mm-hmm. because I'm like, so what? Well, no, I got I got my sister traveling with me, my brother-in-law, 
like we have a camp. Mm-hmm. We have a little camp, and and that's why the road has been really sweet lately. That's nice. It's Th- fun. That's definitely a good thing. Yeah. It also I find like I feel funnier when I'm hanging out with all my friends because we're all laughing at each other. Right, and it keeps you down. Or, like, you're yeah. not going to be like. Yeah, you get yeah, too like, serious. Like I'm doing um, Orlando on Thursday with Joey Diaz. Nice. Yeah, or Friday actually. This Friday we leave Thursday. But what's it? What's the? It's gonna be some theater. Yeah. But we're just gonna have so much fun. Yeah. I mean, it's like I can't imagine not having fun hanging out with Diaz all day. Totally. You know, we're gonna have a great time. You're gonna so, laugh. You'll laugh yeah. all day. So the road is like home, you right. know, because Joey's family and we've been together. We've been friends for fucking forever now. And you go get dinner after. Yeah, we'll, we'll yeah, have, have an lunch. activity. Yeah. Joey will go to the gym and tell me about his fucking jujitsu class. Joey's <laughs> going to jujitsu now. Really? Yeah, to he's doing kettlebell swings and shit. No, he's just doing trying to be healthy. Yeah. You know? Doing a little exercise. That's awesome. Yeah, he's uh, he's the most fun guy ever. Yeah, we have fun on with. the road. The first time I did Orlando, Mark when Mark. Open for me, and we stayed at this hotel, and it had a water slide. Ah, that's and we were awesome. Like, yeah, I was like, oh my god, and and it made me go do that club again because I was like, well, they've got that water slide at that hotel, dude. Water slide. <laughs> there was a place in Phoenix where we used to do the Tempe Improv that yeah. had a water slide. It was fucking awesome. It's just like so the much fun. You say yes, and comics, you know, you get in, you're like, oh god, that club is super weird, but the hotel's good. Like they do a free hour of drinks. You're like, oh okay. I guess you I'll know do what it else again. has a water slide is the Hard Rock in Florida, in Hollywood, Florida. Yes, yeah. in Hollywood, Florida. That me and Tate, my friend Tate, we went down. We we had like a couple hours to kill before our flight. And we found out about the water slide. You did the inner tube for We're two. Like, Fuck yes. yeah! We water slided for like two hours before we had to leave. Hell yeah! It was so much fun. There oh were like God. tunnels and shit. You go shooting out the bottom of a so tunnel. Good. We were there the, the second time we went back, and there was a family, and I guess they were Muslim. They were wearing burkinis. Oh my God! Have you? Do you know this? That's real. Yeah, they were all. All the girls were in burkini. It just, yeah, a bikini, but it's a burka. Okay, like a waterproof. So, so their burka. face is covered, or their whole body's covered. It was their their eyes were out, okay. or their faces out, and everything else was covered. Jamie, pull up burkini. Jesus Christ! Boom. I gotta see this. That burkini. can't be real. Yeah, and I was like, oh man, I want that. Like, why can't Jesus Christ? I would have gone on the water slide ten that, more times in that. That really literally freaks me out. What? That chick looks so... First of all, that chick does not look like the people that were at the water park with us. But that freaks that me out. That chick's name is like Kelly. Come on. That look is at so these. insane. Burkini. That is insane. It's just... It's insane that... <laughs> they look so happy. But... You're being cute. But it's it's insane <laughs> that that culture... Like, it forces that. That's yeah. That's one of the most insane things in 2014... That's that fear, right? I mean, isn't that just fear? I of guess. Women? It's also a pattern. It's a religious pattern. Yeah. That religious pattern. One on the left, pow, pow, pow. Hello. The one on the right, now, mm. now, 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 now. <laughs> Jesus, you ain't fixing that. Yeah. Poor girl. I went to Dubai once for stand up, and it was a real bummer. It's a bummer. Yeah. It's a bummer seeing people, and you know they don't think it's a bummer because they're used to it. Yeah, it's a bummer for you though if you have freedom to dress however you want. And you see something like that, and you just go, "What's going on? Yeah, why only the women? Like, how come the men can wear shorts and you can wear whatever the fuck you want? Like, the what? Right? Can they though? I don't know. I mean, a lot of the men wear religious garbs as well. The Emiratis there could do whatever, whatever they want, whatever. Even some of the comics I was working with, it was like <sighs> some of them could say things and some of them couldn't. 
I feel terrible whenever I see any form of suppression. So yeah. uh, when I see that, that, that was shit the most disappointing. That was the worst thing was seeing the way that they dealt with like the Filipino wait staff, just the people because it's such a caste system there. It's mm-hmm. like f- forget about the the women being that. Yeah. Um, Shield did it was like that was that was the bummer. Well, have you ever seen there's there was some pieces that were done on some unscrupulous employees. Or employers, rather, that were uh, taking these people from other countries. They were getting them from, like, a a guy who'd be like a wrangler. And he would go to these other countries and tell these people that they were going to get a lot of money and tell these people that all these good things were going to happen. And then he would bring them over here to start working for these companies. And then they would take their passports away and leave them in these, like, subhuman conditions, these horrible conditions. Sleeping, like, head to toe in a room with 20 dudes. With no dirt floors and holes in the ground to shit in like vice did a piece on them and you're like this is incredible i mean it's not all establishments there but the fact that it does happen and that the way it's set up you know that i don't know who's responsible i don't know if it's the people at the top or the people at the bottom that are hiring these people like who's made the decision to force these people in this situation take their passports away i don't know who made those decisions and like i know like that's really awful. awful but like honestly today i asked for decaf and like the chick I know oh, there was caffeine in that. You're being funny. Yeah. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? No, I just like, it makes me, when I hear things like that, I think of like, what's the dumbest thing today that I thought was important? Oh, oh, I see. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, you know, the things that I'll be like, oh, this is, <laughs> this is foam. You call this foam barista? Fucking traffic on Santa Monica again. Yeah. And you're like Santa tweeting, Monica Boulevard like, is bullshit. The weatherman didn't say it was going to rain. And then you're like, oh, you had to sleep head to toe with people that don't bathe and you haven't seen your family in Oh, great. Years? The stoplight is down. We have to figure <laughs> out this intersection on our own. When I called, they said they had my size. <laughs> it really makes me feel like a monster. Well, it's terrible when you really stop and consider how uneven the playing field is from, from birth. From birth to death in this in this world that we yeah. live in, like you can get the most awesome spot ever, like Amy Schumer, yeah. and be born in a nice city. In um, a nice I had town. a whole, I had a bad childhood. Oh, uh, like yeah, nothing. You had I know nothing you're right. To these Actually, you're right. On dirt you're right. I didn't like. I wasn't born to a rape camp. Yeah, you're right. you weren't born to some people in India that sold you to some government That's because true. they need your money that they're going to send back. So you're working I in know. some kitchen somewhere. Yeah. Some other country. I know. They have your passport. You can never get home. Jesus fucking Christ. I was complaining about having to learn how to make signature cocktails while I bartended. You know, that's a real issue, the passport thing. They they take their passport so they can't go back, which is just dark as fuck. I know. That is really dark. I mean, that's that's slavery. That's essentially like you're not... I mean, you're, there's no dogs, there's no gates, there's no guys with guns. There's no getting out, but don't slavery. isn't the one thing you get like they let you send your the saddest amount of money home? Like, yeah, that's apparently. What it is. But who knows? I mean, who knows if that money even gets there? If you yeah. can't communicate with your friends back home or your family back home, I mean, how mm-hmm. are you communicating with them? If you're not, if you are communicating with them and it's free and uncensored, you'd be saying, get me the fuck out of here. Yeah. They have me. They're holding me hostage. Like, but need- that's just the people that get taken. But there's also, that's going on where they didn't take their passport, but it's the only way that they can send money home and yep. it's voluntary, but it's all fucking No, awful. no doubt. There's a bunch of different, you know, there's variables. There's a bunch of different variables when it comes to 
people that live, you know, if you are born in a third world country or a really poor village or really poor neighborhood somewhere, it's a fucking huge handicap. Yeah. Starting from there is incredibly difficult. Yeah. I have a friend, his name is Justin Wren, and uh, he's been on the podcast before. He used to be a UFC fighter, and then he went to the Congo and um, met these pygmies, and he's become obsessed with helping them and saving them. So he uh, he takes donations, and he goes over there and builds wells for them and helps them and endures all sorts of personal tragedies with them. And he's gotten sick. He's got some horrible, like, dengue fever. He almost died when he was over there. I mean, like, really horrible, horrible shit just to go over there and try to help these people just because he was over there, and he just recognized. He had this feeling, like, oh, my God, like, these people are so unhealthy, and I can help. Like, yeah. I know I can help them. Yeah. So he just felt incredibly compelled to make that like his life's mission to try to help these people. It's yeah. a really, un that's, there's him right now. That's the pictures of him with all these pygmy people. Aww. It's an unbelievably touching story. He's like the sweetest guy ever. Did he used to be a comic? He was a fighter. Oh, okay. Fought right. in the UFC. He was a really, very tough guy. Yeah. Really, he was on the ultimate fighter. And, uh, you know, he's going through all this shit, like bullshit, depression and, you know, and alcoholism and, you know, all the problems that uh, a lot of people go through in this life and found a new purpose when he went over and met these people. Don't you feel susceptible to that? Yeah, you can get definitely get susceptible. What, which part? I mean, you personally, like do, I could see you getting real into a specific cause, and well, but no, but you like your family. So. Well, I would definitely, I'm, I absolutely could see myself getting into a certain cause, something along those lines. But I just don't have the time to dedicate to go over to the Congo go, and like, off the grid. You know, but I, I appreciate and respect that he does. Yeah, you know, and I donate, and I think that donating to anything is a good cause. Donating to anything where you can you know, change people's lives, like, directly. I think that's a good thing for you to do with your time. I think no matter what, if you can find something in life that enhances your perspective on the world because you've done something positive, that's a good thing. And I think that's yeah. really what I got out of what he did the most, is that it really truly enhanced his perspective of the world. He became, like, this really happy guy with, like, a real mission. Yeah. And he sees, like, a tangible result in all the, the care and help and aid that he gives these people. It's just cool as fuck. Yeah. Because it's so selfless. Yeah. And it's so, it's it's beautiful in that regard, you know? And I think anytime we see something like that, it elevates all of us as as a species. You know, I mean, anytime you see someone who's so selfless like that, and does yeah. something like super, super positive, it just it elevates us as a species. You know, yeah. And that guy is just a awesome example of what a, a human being is capable of. It's cool. Yeah. And it's also a fascinating thing that this guy was like in the dumps, and his life was terrible until he started doing this, and now he's like this really driven happy person you see all those pictures he's smiling and loves those people so much why was his life in the dumps just you know hard time first of all being a fighter is unbelievably difficult yeah. very strenuous very nerve-wracking they're always nervous they're always you know forcing themselves to get into unbelievable shape you're constantly disciplined because you're doing strength and conditioning work then you go into a spar later that night and then you wake up in the morning you're gonna hit mitts and then later that night you're gonna lift weights and then the next day you're gonna wrestle and then at nighttime you're gonna kickbox and then it's it never ends it just keeps going keeps going there's never enough fucking hurdles to jump over there's never enough kettlebells to lift there's never enough mitts to punch there's never enough bodies to spar with you keep going 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 and you redline your body in a lot of ways and a lot of guys get depressed just from that just from overtraining they get sick a lot they're exhausted but if you don't put yourself through that then you get your ass kicked yeah and that's even worse 
yeah. It's a lot of shit involved in being a fighter. We think being a comic is hard. It's a joke. No, I mean the. I don't know any. I don't know any UFC fighters, but even just what wrestlers go through, I'm just like, man. Well, that's unbelievably hard for your body too, because yeah, that, what it's like being doing in a car accident. All over and over and over again. Yeah, Jesus. over and over and over again. I've had some sets that I felt like that. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, in Orlando. Well, you know, honest. there's a lot of. Um, for sure, there's a lot of bad feelings that come from bombing, and it's not good for you, and it's it's damaging. The issue about sports, though, or wrestling or anything along yeah. those lines is that it, it sort of breaks your body down. Yeah. And then you got to live the last third of your life or half of your life with a body that's essentially wrecked from the first half. Isn't it the same with ballerinas? Some of them. Yeah. You know, I don't know if all of them get fucked up. Do but, they all get but, fucked up? I don't know. Like, the, what is the thing that, that goes wrong? To. What goes wrong? Oh, like you're just murdering your body, like just the arthritis that sets mm-hmm. in and standing on your toes. Yeah. And if you don't, if you don't actually ever get injured, which they all do, it's still just so hard on your body. Like you, you can't like walk as long as you, you know what I heard? Time. I heard, um, they just fuck a lot and they blame the injuries <laughs> on ballet. Really <laughs> You're just such dick. a liar. They just take a lot of dick. Endless ballerina. That's dick. what I heard. They just get a lot of ballet dick, like Barishnikov dick. I don't think they, they just do. get fucked like crazy. From who? That guy from that movie. That Black one guy Swan. fucks all of those girls. The guy, the, guy, the that director one... guy. He's always the guy. He makes. He's aloof with them. Just he Natalie plays games. Portman. He fucked the other girls too. Remember? Remember? He was like really mean, and he got them really insecure. Yeah. Like he, he pulls he... them in close, then he pushes them away. He plays those creepy, creepy games. Yeah, I guess you're right. That guy did fuck everybody. Fuck and, everybody. And White Knight. If he's a heterosexual and he's around all these insecure women and he has a power over them, like he gets, to, he's the director. That dude just banging left and right. That dirty bastard. He's horrible. He's a terrible person. Might as well be drugging them, in my opinion. It seems like what guys <laughs> should do. Guys become comics to to hook up with girls. It's stupid. Just. Well, they, one guy in ballet. De- well, I don't know if guys become comics to hook up w- with girls, really? but they definitely become funny to make girls laugh at them. And then along the way, they look at their career options, and usually they're pretty fucking slim. Yeah. And stand up looks incredibly attractive. And then along the way, they realize from doing shows that, that you could hook to. up with girls. Yeah. I-, I think very few comics get into comedy going, I'm going to be really funny so I can hook up with girls. Gosh. I think it's sort of a consequence of like. You know, they just realized as they were after they started. Uh, yeah. all the guys that I'm friends with are at least, yeah, I guess they they just make it sound like that was a part of why they got into it. Well, I think it's probably part of what makes them funny for sure. Yeah, it was probably one of the only times I was ever funny before I was a comedian was like talking to girls, yeah, you know, or tr- you're trying to impress them. It's probably one of the only times I was ever funny, like making fun of things or mocking things, yeah, and it was that or locker room stuff with my friends there's a lot of that a lot of like oh just like making each other laugh. well i you know i came from a weird place because i came from uh prof- like a i was a martial arts instructor right. and i was a competitor and I, I did that was like the main focus of my life growing up so <clears throat> yeah. i i didn't have a normal upbringing in that sense it was very abnormal there yeah. was no partying there was no very little drinking or right. any of that you know had a couple girlfriends that tolerated me for small periods of time, and then they'd eventually just get tired oh, of me being those crazy. Poor girls, <laughs> just like going to your like martial arts shows, like oh, get yeah. that belt. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think I ever brought one to a fight, an actual fight. No, too much pressure. Yeah, I wouldn't want to watch them 
sit there in the audience watching me, me thinking about them watching me. Like my sister yeah. came to see me fight once, and I remember it being a wreck. It's one thing I really appreciated about my parents. They never, they never like, for, they never said, "I am going to your fight." Like you know, they they would say, "Do you want us to go?" Like, Fuck that! I'm like, no, don't go. Oh really? No, I don't want. I don't want them to see me hurting anybody and be upset at me. And I, d- I didn't want to see anybody hurting me and them being ex- upset. And then the idea that I could get hurt in front of my mother was like extra pressure. Yeah. The idea that I would lose in front of my mother, that was also extra pressure. Right. Like it's a very solitary pursuit, martial arts. Did they ever watch you stand up? Yes. They've seen me do stand up a bunch of times. And Co- you don't completely, no, not at all. Totally different thing. Yeah. You know, because the stand up is just fun. You know, it's it's. Yeah. It was bad at the beginning when I wasn't very good. Right. You know, I'd be like, mm-hmm. fuck, I'm going to bomb it from my parents. <laughs> yeah. But uh, once I got good, it, it was um, it was pretty easy to have them there. It was fun. It's fun to have them there. Fighting is a totally different thing, though. It's just more more creepy. Yeah. It's just too many things to manage. You know, you're more inside your head. So I wasn't really fun. I was rarely funny with girls, even. I was just rarely funny. Really? Yeah. I wasn't funny at all until I decided to become a comedian. I was more of like a, a questioning person than funny. But like you the, seem like, like, I think you would be funny just by accident. Like, didn't you just make people laugh? Well, that's what happened was the reason I got talked into doing stand up in the first place was guys in the locker room. I would be doing impressions of uh, each other. Like, I'd be doing impressions of my instructor having sex with one of the students, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or other friends. You know, I, I would make fun of things. Yeah. But it was really rare. You know, but every now and then I would do, it wasn't like something I did every day. But when you did it, everybody was like, oh my Every God. now and then I would, I would wait until they were good. Yeah. You know, I'd have something, I'd have <laughs> oh, some, wow. something actually funny. Wow. Yeah. I wasn't like, I, I, it was a very quiet thing. Like martial art, everybody was very friendly and everybody would go into the locker room. What's up? What's up? But we knew what we were going to do. We we're going to go out there and we we're going to kick each other yeah. and punch each other. It was a very nerve wracking thing to be like very close with people that beat you up. But see, like I know that, that fighting is totally different, but I do see a lot of parallels with, with up. Yeah. With that, because it's like. Yeah, the the people you're most threatened by, you feel the closest to. In a way, yeah, yeah. There's, there's, there's some know, similarities for sure. I think there's some. Yeah, I've been thinking about just and even like I like watching. Um, I I always liked rap battles. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, growing up, I just like was interested in them. And I still like them, and the and I it, I never made the connection that those were kind of like roasts or like hanging out with comics to me. But it's like, of course, like even the the Wu Tang album in. in um, at the beginning of uh, of Method Man, of uh, that song, it's like they're just trashing each other, saying right, what they're right. going to do. <laughs> and I'm like, and I loved, I loved that that growing up. And then I'm like, but I never even made that connection until like real recently. I was like, oh yeah. Well, battle rap is all about you know like c- coming out on top, yeah. and everybody would come up with the most vicious, scathing shit you right. could say about a dude's mother. But it had to be real poetic, sister. yeah, and yeah. make it rhyme. But how many times have you seen battle rap that ends in fisticuffs? There's a f- bunch of those videos online. Right. That always looks are... like they're about to... Yeah. Some, they are, you know? Yeah. They're, they're saying some really nasty shit to each other. Yeah. Yeah. In a way, yeah, I think that's probably a lot like stand-up. But stand-up, it's rare that we go head-to-head with each other like that. Like, that's doesn't... It's only roasts where that kind of happens. And even then, but even, but the guy sitting the... can't respond for a while. Yeah. But even if it's not, like... But even... I know you, you and I both have heckler... People put videos of us dealing with hecklers online, and that feels like your fighting training. Mm. Like I think that stuff plays a part in just 
and just like your defense mechanisms, how you're set up, how you've been preparing for the, these moments you didn't even know you're going to have. Sort of. It's also you recognize you have to handle something in real time, and you have to also be completely in the moment while you're handling it. Yeah. Because if you you're you're directing a moment yeah. where X amount of people are in the audience, they all paid to see you, and mm-hmm. some shit's going down in real time. And you have to and, keep the control. Yeah, and sometimes you'll slip, and you'll say something awkward, <laughs> or you just say something that's just like forced or stupid, and you f- or too much, and the crowd's yeah. like, "Whoa, like, hey, he's, we, uh, we... he's just a drunk." <laughs> I mean, I've had some people swear that things were planted just because people yeah. were so ridiculous. Right. I had a guy, goddamn it, I can't remember where. I, I want to say it was Milwaukee, but there was a guy that was so drunk that he came up to the side of the stage and he was literally falling over. And he he reached up his hand like to shake my hand, and then like was like blacking out. And I caught his hand. I was holding onto his wrist. I was literally keeping this guy standing. Yeah. Like he was that fucked up. Right. And the audience was howling. I'm like, this is. I've never had to hold a guy up like how fucked up is this guy like he stumbled out of his chair came like lunging towards the uh the 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 the, uh, stage to the point where i was wondering if he was handicapped i was wondering if he had like an issue with his muscles or (laughs) something some physical issue and that's really hard that's when it's the hardest to deal with somebody like if you're like wait yes this guy (laughs) might have had something wrong with him on top of being fucked up yeah but the fucked up thing there's a video of it somewhere it's I a video of me holding this. this guy up by so it was like, like to show that it really is real. People love it. They're like because it's like this real moment. They're like, oh, well, so yeah. ridiculous. But I mean, those moments like Amy Schumer's responsible for. You're responsible for you know in real time. Yeah, here's the guy, like he's <laughs> he's standing there. Oh we're having the rose on you. Are you going back to your seat? If you pee your pants, we're gonna know. We're all yeah, yeah, be watching you. And I know right, you got Amy Schumer's gonna pee while this guy. He's looking at this Why are you holding on to me, man? Listen, that man represents the world. He's the roots of your tree. What you are right now is maybe the drunkest guy that's ever survived. We're going to learn something just by watching you move. Dude, you need to sit the fuck down, cross-legged, and just close your eyes and think about the seventh grade, because there's no way you're going to make it up those stairs. Clearly, you've made some mistakes in your life. Let's go back. Let's go back to grammar school. Let's go to seventh grade. Junior high, feeling good. In two years, you're going to be 14. That's when your brother got some sex. Are you really trying to walk? Why are you doing that? Get on your knees and your hands and crawl. Because you don't have the mentality of a human right now. That's why your mind doesn't want to do that. If you crawled like a baby, you'd be fine. That's that guy, folks. That's that guy. Who's, who's his buddy? Who's with him? Are you with him? Is that your friend? Who's right there? You, you folks look sensible. You feel fairly sober. Is this man traveling solo? Is that crazy? How can you drink that much to stay alive? Toilet. 
There's those moments, man, when you put your forehead on the white porcelain <laughs> and you're peeing and you're like, I gotta fix so many things about my life. <laughs> that moment, staring into the abyss of that white porcelain, it just comes back to you with answers. I think that's probably the end of it. Somebody's fucked that guy. Somebody's not only fucked that guy, but called him on purpose so they could have sex with him. Where is he? God, get over here and fuck me. That's probably what he was thinking about when he was drinking too much pressure. This bitch is always looking for dick. We're a mess. We're messing. I completely forgot about that dude. I, oh I totally forgot about that whole exchange about how long it went on. But the guy was so drunk that I was holding him up and he didn't even look up at me. Oh. He was so drunk. He was just like letting me hold him up. And he was just sort of looking around at the crowd trying to figure out why. That's when you're like, what? where's the security of this venue? Like who's serving this oh, guy? Oh, no, no, no. They handled it right away. Oh. Like you could see right here while, while this guy is uh, stumbling, this guy comes over, the security oh, okay. comes over and grabs him and they cart him off. And then I started talking about that guy's like the roots of your tree. He represents life. Let him hold you up. And the guy walked the, the dude towards the, towards the back of the room. And then they, oh, man, you talked him through it. Like, you, yeah, you, like, well, I had to, I mean, I had to talk about it. It was just so ridiculous. Yeah. I'd never seen a guy that drunk. He was, I mean, he was, there was no way he was talking. He could barely move his body right. He was just making noises with his mouth that didn't represent words. Like you could see that he was trying to speak English, but he was so drunk he couldn't talk at all. Yeah. And then he you're like, just, this guy's Ooh. a victim. Start wondering. Start wondering what happened. Yeah. How to go, how to go wrong. Right. That's what happens to me, too. And then sometimes, like, you know, if people like keep, keep firing at me, I'm like, don't, because I will. I will pinpoint what happened. <laughs> <laughs> it's not good for either one of us. No, the crowd's like... Oh, Even yeah. if you win, you're going to feel bad later. Totally. You're going to be like, ooh, did I go too far? But I've learned, you learn that lesson, you know? You learn <laughs> that lesson. Then you're like, I know if I say one more thing, I will regret it for the rest of my life. So, Well, then sometimes it's funny when you go too far and you go, all right, I went too far. Yeah. You're like, whoops. Sorry, it's, everybody. Yeah. It's all like, do you? if you actually get angry, that's the dick. That's the thing. Yeah. It's if you actually get angry. But I, yeah, because nobody wants to see that. But no. I learned from when I was opening for Norton and Natal on the road because people would yell shit at them and they wouldn't, they wouldn't fire back. It was never like they were being attacked. They would just diffuse. Right. So I try to do that now. But then if somebody keeps, but then I've also seen if somebody keeps coming at them, they will go to town. Yeah. There's a difference between someone having fun and someone that's like, fucking it all up yeah you know at the risk of encouraging this because i'm not encouraging this but no. when i was in new york discourage when i was in new york this guy yelled out something that was fucking hilarious oh no it was uh i was uh i was talking about the most i was trying to figure out who the most famous woman in the world was, I was setting up this bit yeah and the guy goes your mom <laughs> he got you there. for the wrong reasons just for childish i'm Shoot. 12 reasons i started laughing it was just the perfect timing that's really fun yeah because it's like first of all that is not true your mom is not the most famous woman but it doesn't world. matter no it's, i know like, that's maybe why your it's mother so funny that's who makes the big best cheeseburgers maybe your mom yeah it's like, like you got me who sucked the, the most dick? Stuff. Probably your mom. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, shit. Like somewhere along the line throughout history, there's got to be a woman who has sucked the most dicks ever. There's a world record yeah. holder. They probably don't keep I've it seen officially. That video. Yeah. It's on a video. It's probably done. They probably It's on a cave somewhere. 
carved into the the rocks. It was, it was probably an old record that nobody ever even came she close kept to touching. It, like with little dick chalk marks that people are gonna find. <laughs> like they're gonna prisoner. find that in your kettlebells and be like, "Wow, what was going on with this society?" When a prisoner is calculating how many days till they get out, oh till they get God. released, they make those fives on the wall, four straight <laughs> ones and the one dicks. across. You go over oh to her God. her a door of death, and it's just all it these just dicks. dicks, just endless dicks in the cave. Hmm. Yeah, right by the cave door. Just right in how many dicks she sucks. It's hard to get, you know, if you have a limp, it's tough to get some buffalo. You got to do what you got to do. Wait, but so, man, my point is, yeah. imagine if that's your mom. <laughs> that, I mean, you I've know. never had somebody heckle that good. But. Yeah, that's that's a good heckle. That's a good one. But it was only in the moment it was good. If it was another moment, it could be bad. No, you know, yeah. it all, it, don't it's, yell anything out. It shows. Please yeah, don't. Don't do and it. So, it just it worked that time. But I like talking Sometimes to the crowd. If I instigate, then let's talk. I love talking to the crowd. But if do you ever do a Q and A? Yeah. You know what you should do? There's a thing that they're doing in uh, in L. A. It's a podcast called Thunder Pussy. Yeah. And Thunder Pussy is you don't go on stage with any material at all, zero material, and the audience yells out suggestions. Whose show is that? Is that Ari's? No. No, it's Red Band. Red Band and um, Jeremiah. Jeremiah Watkins. Jeremiah Watkins. Sorry, Jeremiah. I spaced on his name. Jeremiah Watkins, very funny young kid. And he and Brian have this podcast where they have guys go up there and they do that. They do everything is completely off the cuff. You do everything Somebody with the just- audience. But isn't it better to do the stuff that you know works? (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes, but as an artistic like exercise, it's a great exercise in creativity. Well, I because you come up with bits, and then they become actual bits. You come up with bits when someone yells out something, and you have a suggestion, and then you try to work it out. Like, or you can several times. (laughs) No, just kidding. Several times I've come come up with with actual real bits from that that have become real bits. I try to like make myself do at least. A couple new things at on every night on stage. That's good. Yeah, but I mean, it's 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 hard. Especially oh, it's definitely the hard. crowd, will, like they can sense it. They're but like, that's one no. of the things that's amazing about this I, this thunder pussy idea is because you're doing an hour. And it's an doing, hour. Yeah. Well, me, I did an hour. I did, you did an, an hour. hour of completely. But I did I mean, one you, hour once and an hour ten another time. How much time did you get out of that in the long run for your ten set? minutes out of two wow. sets? Yeah, that's amazing. Two sets is ten whole minutes. Yeah, so, you know, a lot do... of it gets tossed out. A lot of it's in the moment. A lot of it is not applicable. Or maybe it is someday once I hash it out. What's that out. festival in Scotland? Uh, Edinburgh? Yeah. People that do that, they say, like, you know, you're there for like a month and you have to do a different hour every night. What? That's what I, some comics say that they go and they do that. Oh, my God. And then you get so much time out of it. Didn't Marin or is it Melbourne? One of those. Marin has a fantastic story about going over to some festival and bombing horrifically. <laughs> That's probably Melbourne. I think it's Mel. It's a great story though. It's really good <laughs> at telling it because it's like really early on in his career and yeah. just the whole thing was just wrong. You know uh, that wrong vibe thing where it's you get caught up in the wrong. Ooh. And if you start off a week <laughs> that, bombing, that like, totally brings up uh, so many feelings right away. You never recover. No, that feeling when you start off Thursday night eating shit on stage, all the blood then, is in your head. You're like, how am I even still standing here when all the blood's in my head? And you can't even believe they're going to let you go up on Friday, but it's just because they couldn't find a substitute for you. And you're like, oh my god, here we go. You start Eat. seeing spots. Like you're, oh. <laughs> it's such a bad feeling. I had two sets at this one place in <laughs> Connecticut. The first set I had was great. Yeah. It was really fun. It was easy. It was fun. The second set I had, it was awful. I was terrible. 
Hartford? I just bombed. No, it wasn't even Hartford. It was like some bar gig in Connecticut. Oh, but it was just early on in my career. And it was just, I had another one after that that went well. But the, everyone gave me the stink eye. The oh, everyone turns on you. gave me the stink eye. The, they were like, friends. couldn't believe that I did well this time compared yeah. to the last time. They wanted to keep bringing up the last time. Even though I had a good set, they kept wanting to bring up the last time when I ate shit up there. I'm like, I know. I, I didn't do it on purpose. I was the one feeling it. God. I bombed so bad. I don't think I ever told this here, but um, at the Schomburg Improv, which they call the Chicago Improv, which I know is where that place ludicrous. is. It's, it's an hour away from it's Chicago. Like Forty miles from Chicago. <laughs> it's an hour if you're lucky. But anyway, I went there and I was opening for Tammy Pescatelli, and I went out there and um, like I did the th- and I was used to I was like in the middle of doing last comic, so I've been dealing with all paid audiences. So I was like, I was like, I think I'm a killer now, and I went up. <laughs> I mean bomb it like 20 minutes of just zero like where i was like i almost said is this thing on like it was that bad and so it's my it was my second night and i'm just i'm like 10 minutes into my 20 and i'm dying and tammy comes on stage and takes the mic out of my hand and and i'm like you know and i'm always like ready to say something like i'm a wise ass i not i couldn't believe it she goes amy um and she's like everyone i'm really sorry but there's been a bomb threat. And I'm like, this is what she says when someone's bombing. Like, this bitch, I cannot believe this. But there was, it's in a strip mall. There was a bomb threat in the mall. So we all had to evacuate. And she wanted to be the one to tell them. And so we're all like, I, and I was like, fucking thank God. You know, I was like, this is divine. But we're all filing out together. And I'm filing out with the crowd. And they're all talking about like how, how bad you horrible were. I was. Oh, my yeah. God. And then just night after night, just taking it to the chin. Just like <laughs> going out there and just eating it. So awful. Yeah. A bomb threat while you're bombing is never, never good, though. I don't know. It's so if I ironic. had like a, an app on my phone, like calling a friend, like just please, <laughs> Buffalo in five minutes, okay? <laughs> please. What, what was wrong? Was it you? It was, was it me. the audience? Yeah. I wasn't, what made I, you turn the corner as a comic? Just, I think, bombing so many times that you just don't care. And then once you don't care, you become then they, funny. Yeah, because they're not worried. They trust you. and Because I, I think my jokes were funny. It wasn't that my material got that much better. You just nervous up there. I was just like, is this okay? Is this okay? Oh, is yeah. Is this funny? Oh, that wasn't funny? Okay, like, quick, let me get to this other thing. Is this fun? You know, just tap dancing through my set. And then, and then it was like, oh, that made you upset? Well, let me say this thing that's 10 times worse than that last <laughs> thing you got mad at. And I don't care. <laughs> and then... Yeah, just and they then just being totally unapologetic. That. Yeah, like, do you no. think it's more difficult as a woman to do stand up? No, you don't. I, I've had a very sweet path. Like I and I think I've worked really hard. And I think I don't know what the quote is, but like opportunity plus preparation equals something. Success. Okay, thanks. Um, I don't know, but it's like I have worked really hard. Right, the, but but I um. I think it's annoying. I think it's harder to be a woman. I think being mm-hmm. a chick sucks, and I wouldn't wish it on anybody. Really? For real? Yes. Really? Yes. It's awful. What's awful about it? Everything. You're like born with this invisible calendar counting down to your last fuckable day. Wow. You're 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 valued by your appearance above all else, but at the same, you make less. You're you're taught that there's no. There's no ceiling to what you can do, no limit, and then you learn, yes, there is, and society wants only a specific 
thing from you, and even though you're programmed a different way, it's. But aren't you like proof positive a, that that's not the case? Well, that that's always going to be the case, right? But aren't you proof positive that there is no ceiling and that you you can be successful with hard work and talent? I mean, that's what you've done, right? I think you're way more talented than a lot of men I know, Thank but way you. way more successful as well. But the people that have seen those men and mm-hmm. me perform would still tell me that I was their favorite female comedian they've ever seen perform. <laughs> like it's a handicap. Like you would uh, say, would you say that? Like you're my favorite black comedian I've ever seen. Uh, it's. I think it's really weird. Yeah. I think, yeah. Well, fuck them for that. But I've said that before. <laughs> She's one of the funniest girls ever. Yeah. All time. Yeah. Well, and- you know, like Roseanne Barr was on and. Um, I I went like super, uh, I was super conscious to not say that she's one of the funniest women of all time because I think she's one of the great ones. Yeah. I think if you had to pick like, you know, like a top 50 greatest comedian list ever, Roseanne Barr, in my opinion, is like, she's a real, she was a real pioneer. Yeah. Because she had a very specific, unique style when she came out. Yeah. She was hard hitting and aggressive and she didn't give a fuck if you liked her. Mm -hmm. She wasn't trying to look pretty. Shut up. You know, she just... And she shoved it down your throat, just right. knowing it was good and well-written stuff and performance and delivery. So, yeah, yeah I, I made – but I, I could see how that would be annoying and, calling you the funniest. But then also, like, the just numbers. Like, how many, how many female comics are headlining theaters on the road? Right. How many of them are in successful relationships? How Is many of them – Christina Pazitsky, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they sort of broke the rule. But boss, I mean, boss and Bonnie. Yeah, you know, there's like there's a it's couple, a couple of exceptions, yeah. but you know, statistically, it's not looking good for the ladies. And Voss and Bonnie is hilarious too, because Bonnie's a smart one, and Voss is the, you know, the the, the guy who's constantly the butt <laughs> of the Voss jokes. And then Voss is there. <laughs> <laughs> He's the butt of the jokes, like all is... of their podcasts. You know, yeah. it's like shim- her shitting all over how dumb he is. Yeah. <laughs> But then it's like, you know, it's like I, I I am successful as a comic right now, but then it's like, but th- then there's also a price to be paid for that, for, for being a girl anyway. Okay, but is it with everybody or is it with idiots? You know, and isn't the price that you it's pay when idiots. you're around idiots? No, it's I mean. Good people? No, nice people? I think I think it's most people still want a kind of, I think, I think some people are grateful for for the female comics that they they lo- lo- love like right. i like i was grateful for the my favorite comics were were girls growing up and and those comedic actresses and i was really grateful for them and so i still and i hope that people will feel that way about me one day but um what the fuck am I talking about? I'm just, just talking about the differences. We were just discussing the differences between men and, and female comics and how few female comics there are and about when you look at the number of females that are headlining theaters yeah. and, and that they were always your biggest influences and you're always big fans of these female comedians. <laughs> That's what you're, you're saying. You're such a good listener. You well, I, I'm very fascinated by the subject because, um, you know, I had a conversation once with Judy Gold about uh, an interview that I did where we were, we were talking about... She's so funny. She's very funny. She's so she's, good. She's an animal, too. She, she fucking... She's a killer. <laughs> oh, my God. She's so good. Uh, but she's also, you know, she's smart. And she's quick. Yeah. You know, and if you fuck with her, she'll kill you. You know, she knows how to just shut things down, like, especially like a heckler. Yeah. Shuts them down. But, oh, I remember what I was going to say. Um. Well, please do say it then. Oh, sorry. But I think a lot of people are probably pretty relieved when Judy and I leave the room. What? Come on. No one who's worth a fuck. 
Me, I no, I think you're right. And the people I'm close to, and the people that I love and that I care about, are you know are in are into it. But you know, but I think I think still there's a lot of work to be done in the world with like the perception of what we want from from women. Maybe um, I, I see what you're saying. Um, I, and I, I I'm sure I would see it from a completely different perspective if I was you and I lived your experiences. My experience though with friends and people that I care about is. You know, I don't always agree with Jerry Seinfeld, but one thing that Jerry Seinfeld said that I really do agree with is someone was talking about diversity in comedy. And he was like, look, I, I, uh, this is all I speak. It's funny. I just I, I want to know what's funny. Like what I think is our people are funny. If they're men, if they're women, if they're black, if they're white, he goes, I just like funny. And that's true because Chris Rock is one of his best friends. Um, was a dude who used to host um, MTV Half Hour Comedy Hour. Mario Joyner is a guy who's been his well, good th- friend forever. Yeah, but I think he's. I think that the conversation was with Colin Quinn when he was talking about why he had no women or or black people on the first season of his riding in in cars with comedians and and it's like funny is funny but are you looking for what's fun are you i I don't think of um you know do you have your hand on the pulse of are you who's who's stand up are you going down to watch who jerry seinfeld Seinfeld. and i'm just i'm I'm saying that in general like you know you know what's and i think that's true what's funny is funny and like i don't i don't i would never specify like this is my favorite female comic this is my favorite black comic like that's insane to me right um but i think people what they are looking for if they're like i'm gonna google um comedians uh in cars getting coffee they're there, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that what it's called? Yes, that's yeah. what it is. It's a talk show. But I don't it's think his show. Yeah. He does it. He interviews people like Larry David. Right. So he I think that was his conversation. Like with, was it him talking on Stern about Colin Eddie, saying that? Well, it's he he interviews people that he thinks are interesting. That's all it is. I mean, he just gets like David Letterman goes for a drive in his Volvo. Right, right, right. Or, yeah, and know. then the second season he had Sarah on. Mm-hmm. He had he had you know he had women on because Colin was like you're gonna get. A lot of shit for this, but that's not why he did it. He, well, no. I, think, I think that's what he was saying when he said the interview. He's like, I don't care. Yeah. He goes, all I care about is funny. You I know? think you're like that. I think I'm like that. You don't think he's like that? No, I don't know. I have no idea. I have no idea. But what I'm saying is, um, I think that that's what what he was talking about was Colin <laughs> telling him like you, mm-hmm. you need you can't just like have all no. The way it was to actually an interview. It was an interview. No, no, it was on Stern. In an interview. It was no, Seinfeld no, 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 talking no, on no, Stern. No. It was, here it is. So uh, this guy. Here I'll play it. Most of the guests are mostly white males of 22 episodes. Yeah, that you've let's had. get into that. No, I, <laughs> but but you, you take a look over here, Peter. What do you see? A lot of a lot of whiteies. What's going on here? <laughs> But but I, oh, this really pisses me off. But well, go no, ahead. No, no, I, I, really <laughs> pisses me off. Well, uh, that's okay. I'm go sorry. ahead. But you made a comment on the Tina Fey episode that I yeah. thought was interesting. That I, I'd like to get your thoughts on a little bit more. You said you were talking to her, and you said something about the female comedians. It's a struggle for them to balance their feminine projections with their comedic goals. Yes. And in the context of comedy, not gender diverse. I just want to know what you meant by that. Well, I'm just kind of curious what it's like to be a woman. In comedy, as opposed to a man, there is a little bit of a difference. And I thought that might be an interesting thing to discuss from her perspective. She's so successful at it. And I was just wondering how she looked at it, if she even thought about it. 
And she kind of gave me the yeah. answer, which is, yeah, you do have to think about that, but, you know, it's just another thing to think about. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. He, he, there were a lot of things about uh, comedians and cars in the beginning. The first 10 I did, I think, were all white males. And people were writing all about that, which I... That's I, part I, of the reason why I asked. I, people had uh, tweeted at me when I said I'm interviewing with Jerry Seinfeld. Oh, okay, ask him about their gender diversity on the show. Yeah. I mean, it's, people think it's, it's the census or something. I mean, this has got to <laughs> represent the, the actual pie chart of, of, of America. Who cares? It's just funny. You know, funny is, is, the, is the world that I live in. You're funny. I'm interested. You're not funny. I'm not interested. Okay. And, and I have no interest in gender or race or anything like that. But everyone else is kind of with their little calculating, is this the exact right mix? You know, mm -hmm. uh, I, I think that's, uh, to me, it's anti-comedy. It's okay. anti-comedy. It's, it's more about, you know, PC nonsense okay. than are you making us laugh or not? Right, right. He definitely also talked about that what he just said on Stern and but, mm -hmm. but and referenced Colin saying that he was going to get get a bunch a bunch of shit about that. Oh, so he's talked about it a few times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um but I think um uh I don't know. I, I mean You disagree with him? I think I'm not going to disagree with the statement what's funny is funny. I I think what what somebody thinks is funny. I don't think you should just have a a a woman or a um a person who's not white on to not make people upset. Right. I don't think that's, um, you know, I have my own feelings about, um, like I have my, my stuff, my old stuff, what that triggers for me is going back to when I was young, like real young in school and, and, and being funny and, and having, but, but knowing and getting a reaction from people like, just try to be like nice and pretty like that's what we want from you like be a girl like shut up the boys are talking we're funny and knowing i was funnier wait a minute why does that him saying that he doesn't believe in anything but funny trigger that in you because i don't believe that that he's um aware or looking i think i think that um I think that maybe he would be more likely to dismiss someone or not really pay that much attention to um, to something other than what he's used to thinking is is funny. Like it, like it being like white. If if your favorite comedians, the people you want to have on the first season of your show, mm -hmm. the, your first ten episodes, are all um, one type. Then, then that's your type, and I don't think that you can say what's. I don't think you can say what's funny is funny because there are plenty of comedians that go up there and kill, and I'm like nothing, you know. And like Chris Rock, I think I said this on here last time, but he told me like, I'm like, how was how was his set? And he'll be like, he killed. I'm like, yeah, but how was it? And he's like, no, respect the kill. And like I, I was just talking about this with Wanda Sykes. She was like, yeah, sometimes you can't. And I'm like, yeah, sometimes you can't. So it's like, okay, what's funny is funny. What what makes what makes a room full of people, you know, tears laughing, you can say, well, that's they're laughing. It's funny. But to you, it's not it's not funny. But it's not up to you. But I'm I can't tell you what's funny and what's not. Like I don't think anyone can say what's funny is funny, actually. 
Because it's, subje- it's subjective. Right, but you say what's funny to you, and that is what's funny. I so mean, I when think you're what's saying, funny to him is is who he t- chose to have on his show. I totally understand that, but I don't understand why you connect it to like your personal feelings on don't people you saying that you Don't you connect everything to your personal feelings? But saying that you weren't funny, and you were a girl, and that you were actually funny. They weren't saying it wasn't funny. Them. They were saying like what Well, they wanted you to be they quiet. Want from me. They yeah. wanted you to be quiet, and yeah. they wanted the guys to be talking, and you were funnier than the guys. Right, like me, like as a person with a personality was like dismissed like you're right we will come get the girls like when we need them i understand you from you but why does personally but him why does that his statement had zero to do with gender or race wasn't how can you dist- say that has zero to do with gender or race because he was saying very clearly he doesn't care as long as you're you funny can say you that's don't what care. he cares you can make a statement what's funny is funny i mean like that's so easy to say like you just that's such a like. I don't care. You can just say I don't care. What's what's funny is funny. So you're accusing him of being dishonest? No, I'm, well, I, I think that that is so absolutely confusing. what he means. I'm so confused. I, I don't. I love you. I don't want to get into an argument with you about this. I don't I'm at really all confused. feel like we're in an argument. Okay. Okay. Good. good I want. Good. I want you to understand too. Um, what I'm saying is, I believe that he believes what he's saying. And but I, you're saying he discriminates in some way because of his choices and that his choices should reflect a broader range of human beings just to... I don't think... I would never use like the word should with what Jerry Seinfeld mm-hmm. should be watching. So tell me how his choices bring up in you this idea that say, somehow or another you're personally discriminated against. Because I think to say what's funny is funny is like... I don't think that's true um, because because comedy is so subjective. Right, but like somebody it is to him. Right, but wait, let me let me like okay. work through this. Okay. Um, but but that's the thing. Right. What's funny is funny to me. It's mm-hmm. like, um, so but but he, he didn't. I don't think he said that. I think he said what's funny is funny. Not he what said, appeals. He's interested. What this is? He said the language I speak is funny. All I'm interested in is if you're funny. That's what he said. So, right. So saying that, but then also choosing 10 w- white male comics um, for the first season of his show, he's saying like, sorry, if you guys were funnier, um, other races and white and, and women, then you would have been on the first season of my show. And I'm saying, I don't think that he's seen, uh, I don't think that he's as open to seeing people other than that, that prototype and that is what connects me to my childhood stuff because people are used to this is who I'm used to being funny people who look like this people who do this and and so that's that's why I'm connecting it I understand I understand what you're saying um I think you're adding a lot of extra stuff to what he's saying and I think you're also not taking into consideration the idea that this is his individual creation this idea of a web show and that he has probably dozens and dozens of friends if he's doing 10 episodes and he has dozens of the greatest comedians in the world i don't think that it should be up to him to diversify his his cast neither I do i so then what he said is essentially i'm interested in are people funny if you're funny that's what i'm interested in to him that's a true statement yeah it, it may be very well subject subjective you might think that some of those people are not funny whereas you know there's people that think that uh perfect example is Gilbert Gottfried. There's people that think that Gilbert Gottfried is the funniest dude to ever walk every the face comedian, of the earth. Every comedian, yeah. Not every comedian. I, I know comedians No, no, no. Who what I'm saying is every listen. comedian 
opinion, okay. you can say, oh, this guy's hilarious. Yes. And then someone else will say, mm-hmm. and I, I don't like it when, when I would never say any comedian's not funny. Like, right. just, not, oh, he's not funny. It's like, no, you don't think right. he's funny. Exactly. So, it's like everything I, else. It's I like music. Want, it's like movies. Yeah. It's like anything else. I don't want, I don't think Seinfeld should have done anything different. And I don't, um, I don't, I don't think that he should have to. I think he wants to make the show. He should make it with the people he okay. wants. Just like the, like girls. That show got a bunch of shit for just having white people on. Like, let them make the show that they want. Right. But I'm allowed to, that's allowed to trigger something in me that I can feel like his choice to not do that, even though he's every right. And I think you should make the show you want to make. That does trigger something in me, I don't. It's not that when I wasn't on that show. When you analyze it, though, do you feel it's fair? Does it make sense objectively when you analyze your feelings inside of you? No, th- no. no. Okay, so you're not. Ju- you don't feels- validate them. You don't try to justify them. They're just in there. And I you're understand just accepting them. The fact I have that they a right triggered. to my feelings about it. But I don't think they're right or, or wrong. Okay. And I think all day long we're triggered by by people or interactions. It's like why you yell at a, a bank teller. It's like, do wait, why did bank I? Tellers? I don't go to a bank. I have a business manager. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's like, you yes. know, somebody triggers something mm-hmm. in you and it brings up old stuff. And I think Seinfeld's so funny. I really like him. I, I see him when I'm at the cellar. And I, but, but um, seeing that, hearing him talk about it on Stern, it, it brings up, it does bring that up for me. And I don't, I don't think. That uh, and I understand why it doesn't make sense to you. Well, you know, I, I, it's a, I'm not saying that it doesn't make sense. Your feelings absolutely make sense. You know, we might disagree with whether or not it's valid, but you seem to think that it's not even valid. That it's just reality, and just these are feelings that are brought up, and these are your feelings, and you don't you don't justify them or rationalize them in any way. You're just I think being it makes about them. I think it makes perfect sense for why that would trigger that in me. Right, but as long as you don't hold him responsible for that. I don't. I don't think he should do anything different. Some people do, though. I don't. There's a lot of, uh, well, that's good. You have a very healthy attitude about it. I mean, I really don't. I think, but I think what's saying, like, what's funny is funny is, I think that statement should, and maybe it did, and I just didn't catch it, but it should include what's funny to me is funny to me, because... Hmm. Because saying yeah, what, well, what's he, funny he said, is funny. He, I think it that just, was implied. You know, he's saying my interest is I'm interested in what's funny. That's why I, I don't speak. know. Some people speak with like a lot of authority about a lot of um, things. I, I and I I don't know. I've never heard him say this, but I think I think some people can act like they are the decider of what's funny and what's not. And mm-hmm. I don't think. And I've you know I've had a great I've had a great reaction like i feel very lucky and like work has paid off and people come to see me Mm -hmm. and i make people laugh i think but um if someone's like i don't like your stand-up i'm like sure if they're like you're not funny i'm like no that's not true right okay i get all that personal shit but i think you might be applying it in this situation in a way that's like you're adding a bunch of stuff to what he said you know, I really think you have to what take into consideration. What did I add to what he said? Well, this, this, the feelings, like this connecting it to him saying that, you know, or him being some sort of an arbiter of what's funny. You know what I should add into the mix here? You're PMSing? No, no. But Drugs. again, that is something that nature creates <laughs> that's not my fault that we're punished for, like, why are you being crazy? Like, do you think I want to feel crazy? Am I like... Ooh, can I please like bleed once a month and feel insane? Because that's what I want. 
No. And I think I might be PMS. <laughs> no. But I also, you know, I've been past it. I've been working at the Comedy Cellar for seven years now and been a stand-up for 10. And I, I also, um, you know, I, I have interactions with, with Seinfeld once in a while. Mm-hmm. And so this isn't just me seeing the comedian Jerry Seinfeld has a television, has a, a web series and he didn't use it's I'm not just reading these headlines. I also have like, you know, um, personal experiences with him that lead you to believe he thinks in a certain way. Just like and you know what? These are I'm sure they're unfounded what they tr- what they trigger in in me but you you can't help that stuff people do it to me all day i know i look like i look like when somebody you, say- you went to high school with that that like was annoying or a bitch or something and then and people just don't, eh. and you're like that's not it's not my fault but you're not wrong you know so so yeah so when i see that video and what's funny is funny i do feel like kind of like he's dismissing um not by the not by the choice to to just use white male comics in the first season of your show. Like, do your thing, do whatever you want. Of course, uh-huh. but um, but it you know it does it does bring up feelings in me, which that's okay. Yeah, I mean, as long as you're not blaming him, and you're all you're just doing is being honest about your feelings, and sometimes people trigger feelings in people unintentionally i'm not blaming him for anything those, things are right. going well like i have of course nothing. but i'm saying that it doesn't mean that those feelings are invalid if, if something triggers those feelings it doesn't mean that this look life triggers shit in people yeah. you know you watch an eagle snatch a fawn and and fly off with it oh you might freak out but guess yeah. what it's tough shit that's yeah people life. people will like lash out at me like a girl when i was opening for a towel she would write to me like i know you're having sex with him like i was like what <laughs> like he's my friend and i opened this for is him. a girl that Attel was uh dating or just some crazy girl just a fan and it was like i know like she had created this whole thing and i people reach out that, that was me by the way under was it you yeah, but i just like you and tell fucking but when people like are mad about <laughs> something like that you know I, I would like right like or, mm. or I would just think like I hope she's okay you know like this is good for you n- but it's not me that- I'd hope she get hit in the head by a fucking meteor I- <laughs> too many people um, but I'm just like you know people like will feel real strong about things that make no sense or they have sort of no business um, like it doesn't yeah just like doesn't make any sense but it's like so you feel that way and that's okay I think mm-hmm. I think he's obviously he's an amazing comic and made one of my favorite television shows ever and um and it, it does it and it's allowed to it's allowed to trigger something in me that he mm-hmm. that I he understand made what you're that doing. statement i mean you're, you're also trying to dance around your words and be you know very fair about all this it's a very tricky subject it's a bold one to sort of take on i work with these people yeah no i know what you're saying i know what you're saying i'm and i'm glad you don't think that i think in that way at all i try to but be, i think it triggers something in you because you're mad that people were well, giving him a hard him. time. Yeah. So why? Yeah. What was that? Because I don't think that you should be forced to hang around with anybody other than the people that you choose to hang around with. Whether it's cast them on your own television show, or whether it's put them on your podcast, or whether it's go with on the road with them. Yeah. Whatever. It's annoying. It's stupid. Yeah. I don't think you should have to, but I don't love that he 
didn't naturally want to do that. And I'm, I'm allowed the to natu- feel that way. Naturally wanting to do something yeah. doesn't, I don't think you had enough choices. Like, let's say. Well, then that, I mean, that's a different conversation. I, well, I, but this I think is the, whole, right. the whole conversation because there's only 10 spots. I mean, how many people does he love that are in those 10 spots? And why do one well, or two of them have at, to who be was women? On, who was on the first season? I don't know. Can you? I don't know. Can you look? Can we? I have no idea. I, I really have only watched two of them. I watched the one with, um, not Eddie Izzard. Uh, I watched one with Louis C.K. on the boat. That what's was what's homeboy, um, Eddie, the other Eddie, other English Eddie? God damn it. Famous guy. Not Eddie, Eddie Izzard, the other one. Eddie Murphy? Oh, no. Of course not. The English Sorry. guy. What the fuck is his name? Eddie, God damn the it. English guy who's not. <sighs> Who is that other famous English guy? That fucking other comedian that's on all the time. He must be one of the ten funniest what is people his name, alive. Jamie? Who's the other? The guy I was on Opie and Anthony with him. Jesus fucking Christ! I can't believe I can't remember his name. I'm having a brain fart. Eddie. Oh my god! Come on, he's one of the ten funniest people what? alive. Thank you, Ricky Gervais. Oh man, Jesus that's so funny Christ. that you knew. Ricky. Thank you very much. Amy Schumer's sister comes in the clutch. I can't believe it. Sorry, Ricky Gervais. I love that she Sorry, was your interpreter. I, said Eddie. For... I was I was so blown away by Eddie Izzard's accomplishment of running a, a thousand miles. What's the name of the my show? Brain. What's the name of the show? The Office. No, the, his his um. Comedians in cars getting coffee. Is that what you're asking? Okay, so he the ten funniest Ricky Gervais. He, is the one only of the one I saw I saw Ricky Gervais and I saw Letterman. Those are the two that I've seen. He's got he's had a bunch of them. Alec Baldwin, Larry, um, Larry David, Brian Regan. He had a bunch of his friends. I mean, that's really essentially what he had. He had 10 of his friends. And they happened to be all white guys. Yeah, I think that triggers... Chris Rock was on there too, though. I guess, was that season one? Yeah, season two. Season two, Chris Rock was on season two. Um, There's season one. And then there's Louis C.K. in there, and uh, Sarah Silverman's in there in season two. Okay, season one. Yeah. These are the these are the what's funny is funny the ten funniest people. Michael Richards, people. Carl Reiner, Mel Brooks, can't argue that one ever. Colin Quinn and Mario Joyner. There's a black guy. There's a black guy. <laughs> so what's everybody? By the way, Mario Joyner is, you know, he's, a good friend of his and so hilarious funny. comedian. Look, I don't think he's having meetings. I just he's he's putting Alec people Baldwin on that he thinks is funny. Nonsense. Those are the people he got. You know, I don't know. Barry. I, I can see what you're saying, Marner. and I but I. I don't think you're dealing with a, I would, a large enough I would focus never group. put somebody on my show because I thought they filled like of some diversity count. You know, like I think everybody should be able to do ha- have whatever. If you if you never had girls ever on your podcast, that's your choice. And I would have feelings about it. And not because you should have to have them because I like I I love that you love women and think women are funny. And that's not how everybody I mean, it's not feels. Not all of them though. I of like the funny not. ones. I know, but I'm saying that's that's, well, that's something that you too, notice. Well, I, because I, because there are there are still men who are just like mm. eh, the women in the clubs. I swear that's still that's still a thing. Yeah. Well, I uh, and the, I don't think that Seinfeld even feels that way. I was going back to what I was saying about Judy Gold. Is that the conversation that we had about um, this interview that I did was I, what I was trying to say in the interview was that I think it's it's a way more difficult proposition. Not saying that women can't be funnier or better or you know more clever but i think that starting out there's reactions that a lot of people have that are prejudiced against women they don't necessarily have against men when a woman goes on stage i feel like she's a point behind at least one you know right away especially if she goes on stage and she has any sort of opinions about politics or sexuality or anything i mean a lot of times women are forced 
in uh, a lot of ways to be self-deprecating at a level that a man isn't just to sort of get in the door. Well, a guy doesn't want to listen to you unless he thinks he could definitely fuck you. (laughs) There's that maybe for some people. I don't (laughs) want to say I don't even believe that. I don't even believe that. But some guys. Yeah. But um, I think uh, I think Judy's hilarious. I think, you know, you know, I'm not like I'm looking I'm I'm looking at you and we're having this conversation. And um, I think like men are are all triggered by women in general because it's like, who's the woman you've known the longest? Your mom. And when she would talk too much by women in general, I think when women talk. Yeah, when 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 like a woman is talking longer than you, it, like it can it can just yeah I think it I think it what can about when a up... man's talking longer you want to beat the shit out of him it's a completely different reaction really yeah when men are talking long you're like dude shut the fuck up it's a, it's it's an aggressively assaulting on your senses sort of thing when a guy is like overbearing and talks too much men get angry. Mm-hmm. You know, men might get bored if a woman. Everybody gets bored if anybody has shitty social cues. Yeah, if they're boring and monotonous and self-obsessed, and they don't understand the yeah. ins and the outs of a conversation, the ebb and flow of two people enjoying each other's company. If yeah. one person just yapping at you like I'm doing right now, just yapping at you, I'm not even letting you talk. No, you shit, are. What are you no, talking about? I'm saying. I think then, you're right. I think example. when you go on a stage as a woman. When you start out, you have a strike against you. Yes. More than but one, I think. I have enjoyed that strike. I kind of miss it because it was really fun to go up there and surprise everybody. It still is. Right. So like your first joke, you get off, boom, they start laughing. They're you like, feel wait the a minute. Tension leave the room. And then you're like, yeah. And you, yeah. You, and then they have the other confidence. When I got eliminated from Last Comic Standing, because I, I just, um, they're bringing that show back. How dare they? I know. And, uh. And they, Who's hosting it? Uh, JB. Smooth. Oh, really? Yeah. Did he host the last ones? No. no. JB Smooth is fucking He's hilarious. So funny. I got a great story about him. But they showed me a clip. One of my worst bombings ever. Was <laughs> what? Following JB? No, I went on before him. Oh, God. Oh, my God. He was supposed to go on first, and I was supposed to go on second. Yeah. We were working together in New Jersey, and he got lost. I got lost, too. It was a really hard place to find. It was some weird fucking college in New Jersey. So um, the, the show was already like 20 minutes late, and yeah. JB's not here, and I got let there late, and they said, we're going to wait for him to come. Why don't you just have a seat in the rec room? So I sit down in the rec room, and I start watching this documentary on the Malibu fires. And oh my God, is it depressing? People who lost their homes and this kid was calling out for their dog. They were hoping their dog made it. And they're walking, smoldering fucking embers of their house. And they're walking around, Rusty, where are you, Rusty? They're calling out for a dog. And then this guy comes down and he was a fireman. And he didn't even lose his house. They saved his house, but his neighbors lost their house. And this guy was weeping i mean openly weeping he was talking about how this house is all he has and that he saved for 40 years to build this house and this was his house and he was so worried that he was going to lose this house and he feels bad that he's happy that he kept his house because his neighbors lost their house and he's fucking crying and weeping and they go okay jb smooth is still not here so we're gonna have you go on stage so can you go on stage now and I was like, yeah, okay, okay, yeah, let me just get a water and I'll go on stage. And I just went on stage and just, I ate the shit buffet of my life. Yeah. And my girlfriend was with me. 
you know, and I tried to explain it to her why she had seen me doing well before, yeah. but I tried to explain to her, like, I, I go, there's no, I was just not going to do good. There's no way I would do good. Yeah. I just, it was horrible, horrible experience. So I went up there and just ate plates of shit. Mm-hmm. And then JB Smooth shows up after me and destroys, just levels the place. Yeah. And they were so happy to see him because I was so terrible. Yeah. Oh, it was awful. And they were like, he was really funny at NACA. <laughs> I swear he's funny. Like I hear them talking yeah. when I got off stage about how bad I was. That's the worst. Like the people that booked it, they were like trying to say at the convention he was very funny. We liked him. At the con- he was really funny. It's That's just- why we bought him. And then I go, I'm sorry. I watched that thing on the fires. They go, Why'd you do that? Yeah, that's not. Smart. I'm like, you fucking sat me in that room with a TV and that was on. I didn't didn't flip the channel to that shit. That just was on. Oh my god. I learned a lesson though. It's valuable what you have in your mind right before you go on stage. It's yeah. very, very, very important. <laughs> yeah. I've done you're it like, more than one times where I've gone like, on stage after Shen, seeing something like, awful. Precious is on. Let's just catch this while they're introducing you. Read a book about the Kennedy assassination once all day. Read this book all day for like 10 hours and then went on stage oh and just ate dick. Just chomp, 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 yep. chomp, chomp. Just couldn't be funny. Gulp, gulp. I was like, they fucking killed Kennedy. They fucking killed Kennedy. Okay. The casket was empty. Okay. There's a different in the autopsy report. For, I was fucking oh ranting to anybody who wanted to listen to me. <laughs> now you're just listening to Eye of the Tiger, watching Home Alone. No, now I just try to be relaxed and have fun. Yeah. And I try, I have a bunch of different songs that I like to listen to. Yeah. I like to listen to like fun music, you know, and have my friends around, but no negativity. I just, I got no, no. even if something negative happens, I'm not getting in Everybody there. has to have good energy. Yeah, I'm yeah. not getting in there. I got to go see you. Giggle all the way out of there. Yeah. While rocks and fucking torches are being thrown my way. You got to <laughs> know what to let in and what not to let in right before you go on stage. True. Super important. Especially when people pay to see you. Yeah. You know, someone's going out there to see Amy Schumer. You can't it's go on stage. Weekend. Yeah, no, I try to do the best I've ever done every time. That's huge. That's everything. I mean, that's what endears you to fans. There's no other way around it. And you remember what it was like when you were a fan. Yeah. You know, Bill Burr uh, was on the podcast, and he said it best, and you know, in sort of his own Bill Burr type language. He goes, "I remember when I was a kid, I go see a band, and then uh, you go see him a, a year later, and they fucking phone it in. They just they fuck you. <laughs> and I never forgot." You know, and I just uh, I make a deal with people. I'm not going to fuck you. I'm not going to fuck No, I'm not going to fuck you. I'm going to yeah. write new jokes. I'm not going to fuck you. I'm going to work hard. He's and, one of the, yeah. the best. Well, he's a real artist. You know, I mean, he's yeah. really that guy. He's he's really a great comic. I mean, that's what he's supposed to do in this life. He found the perfect occupation. He's fantastic at it. And he's got a real ethic for it. Uh-huh. There's a gang of them right now. There's, you know, there's guys, people that people haven't heard of, like Christina Pazitsky and Tom Segura is yeah. gaining steam. Those guys are gaining steam. They're and killers. their podcast is gaining steam. And then there's people that people forgot about, like Atel, where he's, you know. Atel and Bill Burr are my, f- like, I would pay to see them above everybody else right now. Me at Stanhope. I pay oh, Steve yeah. Stanhope over everybody. Oh, He's my boy. Him. He's so funny. Yeah. Well, there's a gra- a bunch of great ones right now. Uh, Stan- Chelsea Peretti, I think, is like... I need to see gonna, her. You have to see her. I need to see her. Joey Diaz is my all-time favorite, though. I if I had to choose him. one comic, the last set that I ever got to see in my life before the fucking great meteor lands, yeah? it's Diaz. Oh, yeah, that's a tell for me. Diaz smoking a joint on stage, talking about his balls. Uh, just heaven. <laughs> Just take this plane right down. Are you enjoying doing your show? Yeah. Is it stressful? It's it, Yeah, it's a lot of work, but it's worth it. 
you know? Yeah. But it's a lot of work, but the result, you're you're enjoying the process. You're enjoying the I enjoy whole... the process of making it. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. It's getting great reviews. It is. It is. Yeah. <laughs> you're saying like, yeah. Well, yeah, because, is. you know, I was like, I'm going to make this show that I think is really funny, and I didn't know if, if people were going to be into it or well, not. Well, there's a lot of darkness on your show. Like, well, have really you met funny. me? <laughs> <laughs> of course. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. Well, you're a happy dark person. It's an unusual type of darkness. It's not overwhelming. You know, oh, it's not okay, over, good. overbearing is the better word. It's, yeah. You know, it's, it's a like fun darkness. Fun. Yeah. I yeah. like to have fun, but I do. Yeah, my mind goes dark. But it's not like, yeah, I'm not like. Do you face any resistance, like subject matter wise, or like the things you want to cover? No. No. I don't think so. Not really. No. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. But then it's like a lot of pressure on you because they're like, Okay, the network, like, no notes. Well, they're letting us. Like, this season, we were like, we don't think you should be bleeping the word pussy. And they were like, all right. We were like, what? Like, don't be a pussy or my pussy? <laughs> mm, either. Whoa. It can't difference. be sexual. Hmm. Well, then it's never my pussy. No, it is. My pussy. My pussy hurts? Yeah, that's sexual. Does it sexual? Well, it depends on how you say it. Yeah. Mm. Well, that black dick, damn, my, <laughs> my pussy, pussy hurts. Hurt. Yeah, no. Right. My pussy hurts. Then it's just like, oh, she's just talking about her pussy. So they said yes to that? Yeah, it's not bleeped. And we were like, what? That's fantastic. <laughs> it's awesome. Why not? Welcome to the internet. That's Okay, so the internet exists. You can't just fucking pretend those words aren't being bantered yeah, around like one I of those thought it was real cool badminton birds. Bink. People yeah. just tossing pussy around these days. I can't it's a different world. It. I know I am. Yeah, it's a different world, right? Yeah. You know, that's all self-imposed. All their uh, restrictions on language are completely self-imposed. But, I mean, people, yeah, they're just, like, scared. They don't want to lose their job. But I really appreciate them doing that. Well, it's not they lose their job. It's losing advertising revenue. And the revenue they're getting from you is you're already a controversial comedian. You're already tackling, you know, dangerous subject matter. Like Seinfeld. (laughs) You're throwing it at him. Oh, shit. I see what you're doing. Please. He does. Funny is funny, right? Whatever, whatever. Funny is funny. Um, so what about shit? Shit get flies too, right? What do you mean? You could say bullshit, right? You I could think say, there's a, I heard the phrase tonnage issue. I think you can say shit like a couple times. Oh yeah. Now if your show airs late at night, like oh, yeah. after Less a certain bleeps. time, mm-hmm. is it, do they have a difference in what they bleep and what they don't? Cause I know they do with stand up. Um, yeah, totally. You can, yeah, it, there's a lot. Less bleeps after. There's subject matter restrictions, though, even in the unbleeped one. What's interesting, like, they bleep some shit out. When they aired my stand-up special, my last special, they bleep some Great shit special. out of the earlier stuff. Thank you. She, they bleep some shit out of the earlier stuff that they left, that they edited out of the unedited stuff. Yeah. Like, they decided, like, without the bleeping, it's just... It's just... Yeah, this gay marriage time machine bit I have. What? Wait, what? I love that you did it. You did it in Atlanta, right? Yeah. yeah. Why Why did you choose Atlanta? I love Atlanta. You love it? I love it too. It's an awesome city. Yeah. It's one of those cities that people don't, they sleep on it. Yeah. They sleep on Atlanta. Atlanta's a great city. And those people are ready to go nuts. They're very, it's a very diverse city too. It's, yeah. it's, there's a lot of diversity in Atlanta. There's a lot of like, there's a lot of alternative people as far mm-hmm. as like tattooed up and piercings. There's a lot of like real Southern people. There's a lot of black people, a lot of black, like, um, people that are professionals, like a lot of black lawyers, you run into a lot of black, like more so, I think you see more integration of yeah. black and white folks, yeah. like hanging out and partying together. You know, I see that more in Atlanta than I do almost anywhere. And I'm sure racism still exists. I'm not naive, but I think that I I enjoy the diversity when I go out in Atlanta. I think it's a Yeah. 
It's you a know, good feeling. So much yeah. so that I've thought about living there. But there's a lot of nonsense in Atlanta there's too. There's like a bunch of people like move to Atlanta, like celebrities have houses there. Yeah, just, like, it's not a bad spot. That's how I feel about New Orleans. I feel yeah. like it's the same vibe there. Like it's everybody, mm-hmm. age, race, uh, nothing matters. Everybody's like just hanging out. Well, I think whenever you have people that are more inclined to be partying, you're gonna have people that are more inclined to be fun. You know, I mean, that's just the reality of the world that we live in. You could pretend to be noble by like what you were talking about earlier, like abstaining from sex or abstaining from things that you enjoy. Yeah, you you could pretend to be noble, but let's get the fuck over that. This is nonsense. Hang out, have some drinks, and have fun. Right. And who's going to be more inclined to do that is people that are more comfortable with it. Yeah. You know? I love that place. It's great. Look, look, the less restrictions people have, the more I think, you know, people can come to like a comfortable state on their own without being oppressed. Because that oppression is always going to make people spring back in the other way. If you tell people they can't drink, they want to drink more. Yeah. Tell people they can't fuck, they, they fuck behind every goddamn oh my closed God, door girls, you can find. I know, I went to Catholic school. Oh! I dated what? this girl in Catholic school, and I talk about her. This poor girl could not; <laughs> she could not help herself. If you uh, rolled a dick down, it was like a, a ball <laughs> of yarn in front of a kitten. She would just dive on it. She didn't even know what she was doing. She would dive on it like a crazy person. Like she, she literally like it's unfair if a guy pulled An his cock out in grenade. front of her because for her it was just like a fucking leprechaun showed up at the bottom of the rainbow. It's like, look, I've got the gold. It's right here. Why does that happen? What suppression, happens? suppression, Catholic suppression. <sighs> That's All that so funny, crazy. Human beings don't like to be told. Like I have children and I have daughters and I, yeah. I see it very clearly. When yeah. you tell them what to do, they, I want to do it anyway. Mm-hmm. But if you rationalize with them and have conversations with them and say listen you can't do it because it's raining outside and it gets dangerous and this is electricity and electricity causes sparks so you can't do it Mm -hmm. you can't go outside with this oh okay but i want to i know it looks like fun it looks great right now yeah you got to go to bed but i want to stay away but you got to be up in eight hours and you're going to be really tired i know you want to get but listen just relax we'll read some stuff i can't i I have these like rationalization conversations with them Mm -hmm. to try to avoid that backlash that comes from being an overbearing parent or an overbearing teacher yeah those that people don't like that shit no nobody likes you telling them what to do just no. the way it is right that's why suppression doesn't work in any form whether it's sexual suppression or suppress making you know alcohol difficult to get a hold of people want it they want it even more look at what the fuck is going on in portugal you know they they decriminalize all drugs and they have way lower uh cases of um of um uh, hiv way lower cases of addiction they, they're they're all these numbers drop their society like leveled out because yeah. there wasn't this massive stigma attached to all this stuff anymore I did not know that. Yeah, it's a, would over you, the last nine would you years. Would you want to take a vacation there? I don't I mean why not? Why not Portugal? I, I just I, don't know. I would probably. I I think if you go somewhere another country, I mean, the only, unless I go for work, I would at least want to acquire a rudimentary grasp of the language. Yeah, you know, just out of respect. Yeah, that's tough. Like it's very hard. Portuguese, yeah. even in Spain. Like, you think you speak Spanish, and they're like, no, bitch, actually, you well, suck. Well, France, apparently, you know, everybody, like, talks shit about the French, but yeah. from my experience, or my friends' experiences that I've talked to them, they say, as long as you try, as long as you, like, yeah. make some effort to communicate with them, they're very polite. Yeah. What they don't like is Americans like, how much is this? Right. Why don't Can you I give speak- you American yes. money? And they like, shake it in front of their face, yeah. you know? In Spain, you would like say something in Spanish, and they would answer you in English. And, you're, and just, oh, really? Yeah, they're That's like beautiful. shut up. But yeah, That's but great. they like didn't respect like, that. Psych. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Sorry. Cuesto? They're like twenty dollars. <laughs> so I'm like, oh. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> Did you like Spain? Do you like yeah, Spain? I yeah, I loved it. 
My buddy Chris lived there for a few years. Where? Um, he lived in Barcelona. Yeah. yeah I almost broke up with a guy a because he, he used the Castilian lisp and it was just the two of us. <laughs> I swear. You'd be like, what is the Castilian lisp? Barcelona. Oh, is that how they say it? Yeah. But Barcelona? like, not if you're from Jersey. Like, Wait a minute. Over just... there, they say Barcelona? Yeah. Really? I didn't if, know if that. I mean, not all over Spain, but if you're... In Barcelona, they do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Barcelona. And it's called the Castilian Lisp? Lisp, yeah. That's fascinating. That's I learned a new thing from Amy Schumer. Yeah. I had no idea that was the case. I've, like, we've Barcelona. talked for probably 30 hours total, and that's like... <laughs> <laughs> that's the newest of the new things. I'm sure I've learned some things in the past. Let me review them. Don't get touchy. Me, 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 well, he said that he never learned anything from me, and he was implying that I was a dumb girl. And that's what I felt. And that was a, that's what it triggered. Is that me? No. Is that me? I'm just fucking with you. I Come know, on. We're, we're friends and all hey. I learned Barcelona Lisp. Barcelona. A Castilian lisp. Imagine um, like you're just talking to your girlfriend and she knows you're from New Jersey and all of a sudden just the two of you and you're like, oh, Barcelona? And you're like, um. Barcelona. Say it. Right. Say it, bitch. You know who we are. Oh my God. <laughs> I was like, please. España. Yeah, España. Like, when the next time we go to España? Wait, what? 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 You mean Spain? <laughs> the fuck are you saying? You're from Trenton. España. <laughs> I, you know, I believe when you're over there. In the culture, you should immerse yourself. I'm like, we're in an, a hotel room and it's just the two of us. There's a lot of annoying fucking people out there, Amy Schumer. But if it wasn't for them, we would have less to talk about. Very true. We wouldn't have as much fun doing comedy. We have to air our grievances on a microphone in front of drunk people. Yeah. And well, not only that, there's a give and a take to the universe. And if everything was all blissful, we would have literally nothing to talk about or talk shit about on stage. Well, thank God it's far from that. If Without chaos, we wouldn't exist, Amy Schumer. Okay. We would not exist as comedians. It'd be no, there would be no need for us. If everyone achieved enlightenment, we're a dinosaur. We just don't know it yet. As soon as the fucking the, the machine plugs in and everybody becomes one, the transcendental mind, universal mind mesh happens due to technology, we're out of business. You got to stock up all this inside Amy Schumer money now while you can. Okay. Because once the fucking singularity hits, you and I are fucked. Is when's a singularity hitting? Any day now, oh, probably twenty forty nine, but any day now it can happen. I need to get some sneakers. You need some ones, dude from Silicon Valley, or one gal, or one guy in another country is going to come up with something, some fucking invention that's going to change the whole game and flip it right on its head, and we're all going to be able to read each other's minds, and there will be no more jokes. I'm more worried that I forgot to TiVo divas on E this week. I think you could probably get that on demand. Oh, we live God. in a new era. You can get a lot on demand. Sorry, a lot of shows. Out for a, second. a lot of shows are going on demand. I see what you did there. You diffused with comedy. Isn't that what we're doing? I think that's what we're doing. <laughs> we're good at it. Inside Amy Schumer. It's on tomorrow night, right? It seemed more like an interview than any conversation I've ever had with you. No. Oh well, it's usually like a bunch of yeah. animals in here. Well, no, it's just the um, the 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 breaking down the mindset. You know, like how I you, love your, talking your to you. Process. I love talking to you too. Glad we do it more often. Yeah. Let's do it. When are you back here again? I'm here the next two weeks and then I'm not okay. here for a while. Well, I miss <laughs> you. You going back to New York? Yeah. Escaping with the money? Leaving with our milk and honey? Right. Going back to your dirty city on the Just other side of the world? Bringing back the gold. Oh, it's not cold there anymore. You can return to mm -hmm. your lair. That's right. And Dragging wait. my sack Enjoy. of coins. Ah, well, you're hedging your bets against earthquakes by only living here a few months out of the year. I see oh, what you're doing. God. Are you scared? 
Yeah. Me too. I just had my first one. It was, mm. it was not fun. I think my pool's broken. I know I'm it's so a crack sorry. in my pool. Oh my God. I'm fine. Oh I'm rich. God. Don't worry about it. Wait, that's the funniest thing I've ever heard. I think my pool's broken. Like, oh no. I don't know what kind of gas my yacht tanks. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed a crack in it the other day. I'm thinking, the earthquake got me, these bitches. These motherfuckers. These motherfuckers in their earthquake. The really crazy thing is those poor crazy assholes that live on those hills like when you go through laurel and you drive up the canyon and you see these people that are literally perched on on these these stilts what are you gonna do it's crazy i watched one house fall apart Uh, when i was uh when i first moved here it wasn't a really big earthquake it was a small you know what actually i want to say it might not have even been an earthquake it was a landslide and it was a landslide um on uh on laurel canyon like as you're going up if you're headed towards the improv if you're going up the valley Mm -hmm. on the right hand side there's this house that the back of it just came down and just crushed the house and it was only that house on the street so i'm pretty sure it was just a local landslide just destroyed this entire house pushed it off its foundation it happened really recently in Malibu, too. Like, well, over the last couple of years, there was a neighborhood where these people got woken up in the middle of the night, these bang, bang noises, and it was their house breaking apart and falling down the hill, and they escaped. They ran out of the house just in time, where half their house went tumbling into the canyon. How do you sleep? Like a baby. You do? <sighs> you really do? Like a bear, like a hibernated bear. Like a bear that got shot with a tranquilizer dart. That's how I, I sleep. God, because I feel like your mind, like, I just... I, I ran just... out of gas, though. <laughs> I just that's what happens to me after out. 10 minutes on stage I'm just like All right. you know, we're gonna get out of here okay. I'm gonna work out at midnight and then um, I'll work out for like an hour or so and then I'll be exhausted by the time 2 o'clock in the morning rolls out and then I'm out yo and then how long do you sleep when do you wake 8 up 8 hours I like to sleep 8 hours tomorrow I gotta get up a little bit early cause I gotta do some ESPN type shit oh nice gotta talk about some fights upcoming fights on Fox this weekend I'm also I'm a, a Fox analyst I don't know if you know, I'm a sports analyst. I can't, no, I do. I can't <laughs> believe, like, th- yeah, why, you're like, you're Beyonce. I'm more um, impressed with I'm you than Beyonce. Eddie Izzard. Are you sure? No, definitely not. Her or Eddie Izzard runs marathons, I'm just talking. It's a lot harder to run the marathons. I wouldn't do it. But you use your mind, like, like you know, like I get tired playing chess, like, I if I, if somebody's like, oh, this, like, this stuff with the... The plane, like I just, my mind just shuts off. It's just too much for me to process, and I'm just like, mm, z z z z z. But you don't get tired when you're working on your show, right? I mean, you no. do, but you're so enthusiastic about it, right? Yeah, same I get, thing. No, yeah, okay. It's totally the same thing. It's a, completely exactly the same it's thing. Just like a different mindset. Well, it's just what are you? You're not passionate about chess, so if you're playing chess, you're like, oh my god, I'm investing too much energy in this. Fuck this. But if you're working on your show, trying to put a sketch, I'm together, like very meticulous and serious about it. Yeah, it's the yeah. same thing with me. I'm just lucky that there's like more than one thing that I do. Like yeah. you know, between the comedy and the podcasting and the UFC stuff, they're all just fun things to me. Yeah. So it's just a bunch of fun shit to do. So. And talk to my friend Amy. That's Hi. a fun shit too. Thank you. Thank you. No, thank you. No, thank you. Have fun in Orlando. Uh, we're going to have a good time. Me and Mad Flavor, a.k.a. Joey Diaz. Inside Amy Schumer is on Tuesdays at 8 p.m.? 10.30. 10.30. What time LA time? Is it uh East Coast, West Coast thing? They air it over so. like yeah. twice? Yeah. They air it East Coast? 10.30. And then I like... got the direct TV, you know, so sometimes oh, sweet. You get some the of the feed. things. Well, some of the things air on East Coast time. Yeah. What I'm trying to say is check your local listings, ladies check and gentlemen. Em. Inside Amy Schumer. Ten... Who else is on um, that lineup on uh, Tuesday night on Comedy Central? It follows Tosh. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Oh, what a great wave. It's a sweet spot. Oh, that's the sp- that is the spot. That's like the that's spot it. after Friends. 
used to be on like Thursday night on NBC. What show is that? Um, a bunch of shitty ones. Oh it's shit! Like Caroline <laughs> the City it was terrible. Oh my god, Caroline in the City. Yeah, Caroline the Shitty. They used to call it. Oh, that's Ooh. fucked up. She was nice too. I can picture that. She wasn't a good show. It was better than the single guy though. Remember that one? Yeah. Oh, harmony. <laughs> I remember Remember there Herman's Head? I love that mm-hmm. show. Don't remember. I blocked it out. Really? Yeah, like a finger banging in Catholic school. You you got finger banged in Catholic no, school? No, I didn't, but I blocked it out as oh. if it was that. <laughs> I mean, no, probably no, no. was a good show. I'm just talking shit. I don't remember it at all. Herman's literally. Head. Tuesday night, 1030. All right, we're done. Thank you. Thank you. You're awesome. Uh, AmySchumer.com, is that your website? Yeah. Okay, beautiful. Go there, everybody, and follow her on Twitter, S C H U M E R, Amy Schumer you. in the fucking house. Beautiful. Thanks. That was fun. Thank you. And thanks to our sponsors. Thanks to Onnit.com. O N N I T. Go to Onnit.com, use the code word Rogan, and save 10% off any and all supplements. Thanks also to Stamps.com. Go to Stamps.com and use the code word J R E for your beautiful $110 bonus offer. Delicious and nutritious. Stamps.com. Thanks also (laughs) to Squarespace. Go to squarespace.com and enter the code word Joe for a free trial and 10% off your first purchase of the most awesome website building website known to man. Okay, we'll be back uh, tomorrow. We've got a lot of shit going on this week, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, tomorrow is the fighter and the kid with uh, Brendan Schaub and, um, and and Brian Callen. And then on Wednesday, David Seaman returns, and we're going to have a lot of fun. So uh, much love to everybody. Big kiss. Oh, Wednesday night, Ice House. Uh, we're doing a 10 p.m. show at the Ice House. So far, it's Ari Shafir, Duncan Trussell, Tony Hinchcliffe, and me. I'm sure more people will be added. 10 p.m. show, 15 bucks. Can't go wrong. In your life, if you live and you love comedy, you must go to the Ice House, even if I'm not there. Anybody there at one time. It's the oldest comedy club in the country. It's in Pasadena. It's been there since 61. All right, go fuck yourself. We'll see you soon.